0: Hey everybody, you are listening to the We Are Ryzen podcast, your source for all things rising and JMMA, news, features, reviews of fights, etc, etc. This is your host, Andrew Benjamin, and I'm joined not by J. Christian Gary, unfortunately, he is un—he is out sick right now and cannot be with us, but in his place, we do have a almost, at, I would have to say, regular guest at this point in Teep to the Junk, the resident Bellator expert, and well, also, I guess, a Ryzen expert to a degree as well. Uh, Teep, thank you so much for taking uh, Gary's place today uh, for the guest host uh, seat.
1: Yes! Thank you, Andrew, for having me. I will be discount J. Christian Gary for today.
0: Okay, great, great. So, we are here to talk about the. Awesome Ryzen 20 show that happened on New Year's Eve at the famous Saitama Super Arena in Saitama, Japan. Uh, but first, before we go into the details of the show, we're going to talk about the attendance, figure, attendance figures and ratings. Uh, for the Bellator 237 show, which we did cover, the ratings for the show to average out at 311,000 viewers. And this is where I'm going to pass it off to you, Teep. Is that a good number for Bellator, uh, being that it was their last show of the of the year? Also, Fedor versus Rampage was the main event. Uh, how is it in comparison to how I guess Bellator usually does? I know they also had the, the zone deal, so they're not all their shows are on television. So, like, what can you tell me about this three hundred eleven thousand uh, average viewers um, rating uh, Nielsen rating?
1: Well, on the face of it, it's a marginal rating that is not high the peak, whatever the peak is, that's not particularly wouldn't be particularly high, I imagine. But um, since they've been simulcasting on DAZN, a lot of the fight fans who watch boxing as well as MMA, you know, for DAZN, because, like, you know, Joshua, okay, you want to see Joshua, you, you got DAZN. Canelo in the U.S., you want DAZN. So a lot of the crossover fans that watch both will watch on DAZN. Like, I haven't looked at Paramount in a while. Pers- I mean, I don't have a Nielsen box, it doesn't matter, but... So it's hard to it's hard to judge the ratings, as as we used to be able to when it was only on Spike and then it was only on Paramount, but when in a, you know September, two thousand eighteen when they went when they Bellator two hundred five was the first simulcast and two hundred six was the first, exclusive. Um, since they've done that, you know the ratings have gone down even further. They're already dropping because Paramount is not a dude channel, but now they they're they're low now because but it's. It's also they get half of their direct revenue from the DAZN deal. The numbers on there, which we don't get, are probably as or more important than that. So I'm not sure what the total viewership would be, but if you want to be depressed, that that average is everyone, by Nielsen's estimate, two years or older in a household. That's not adults. Mm -hmm. It's not 300,000 adults. So, you know, it might be that if they like when they streamed their prelims on YouTube and got. You know, say they had 150, that might actually be more adults in the in the demographic they're shooting for than that 300 average. So it's it's like a it's a tricky puzzle. But their money mostly now comes from I mean, Paramount and Viacom gets TV ad money that is important, but Mm -hmm. a lot of Bellator's actual money comes from the zone now. That's probably where their most, you know, that's where they've been putting a lot of their most badass fights, legends fights on TV, but. The DAZN exclusive cards. That's where the tournament is. That's where a lot of the big fights are happening nowadays. So
0: it seems it's like part
1: of the evolution.
0: But it seems like Bellator's best ratings seem to be for fights that involve legends, you know, uh, like a Fedor or, or Rampage, Tito Ortiz or Chel Sonnen. Uh, because I think earlier this, I think the the there uh, the the Bader uh, Fedor match. Uh, I think that averaged over six hundred thousand viewers when that uh, happened earlier this year. And so, I, I kind of figured that, you know, if you had Fedor on your on your thing, it would be a similar rating, perhaps, you know, especially with Rampage. Um, I, I, I guess it's, it seems, it, it doesn't seem low. Well, it seems low relative to Fedor and Rampage, but it doesn't seem low in relative to what other Bellator shows do, if that makes sense.
1: No, I agree with you, and I, I would say, you know, as as we get deeper into the Zone deal, I would expect our ratings to be marginal. their TV ratings, because it's there's like there was already a movement towards streaming, and then they moved from a dude channel rebranded as like a wishy washy channel or like a feelings channel, and <laughs> just different people. So as far as who's watching to even see the ads for the broadcast changes, and they talk about the younger audience on social media. Well, a lot of them are going to get the Zone. You know, uh, so it's just, it's one of those things where their ratings should be going down. But there are also, you know, other factors, like Rampage is not Prime Rampage. So yeah. they're giant names, got a huge live crowd in Japan. Their best, to my knowledge, their best crowd, their best paid attendance. I'm not sure if it was their highest gate, but it was their, I'm pretty sure that's the largest Bellator crowd. coke era, and, and coke era blows the Bjorn era away. So, you know, they they were good there were good things about it, but the TV ratings were not one of them. That wasn't a high rating for them. I'd be interested in what the Dazone numbers were, because more and more people are signing up for Dazone. And, you know, a lot of fans will watch the biggest fights for boxing and MMA. And once they have the service, what's right there? You know, it's easy for me. I'm not, I don't even think about Paramount, because I just slap on Dazone. I'm good. I can cast that shit to my TV, too.
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So, but, um,. Does the Zone, like, give out numbers for how much a show is watched exactly?
1: No. So they, they only do it when it's, like like several broadcasters we we're familiar with, they only do it when it's convenient or when it's a, a positive talking point. Like uh, the Joshua fight they talked about, and the Logan Paul, I think they, they, they talked about these things, new subscriptions and things like that. But most of the time they don't say anything. Gotcha. Privately held, private numbers.
0: So it's gonna be one of those things where like we can only they unless uh, they they can only like announce oh you know five hundred thousand people watched Fedor versus Rampage on the Zone or something. It's only gonna come for them. It's kind of like a Netflix thing where Netflix will not will never say oh you know this show nobody's watching it type thing.
1: Right, you keep up the facade whether it's whether there's anything happening or not. You keep up the appearance of everything is epic, everything is perfect, and then they make their decisions based on numbers in the back, you know, their various broadcast deals. And for Zone boxing is far larger part of their business than the MMA.
0: Gotcha, gotcha.
1: Because MMA is a much smaller industry, but even beyond that, the UFC is such a large part of the overall MMA industry. It's even smaller, you know, proportionately. It's like it's just it's just how it is. But um I haven't heard anything good or bad as far as like rumors and rumblings. The relationship, I've just heard them say, Oh, this is good, this is great. So, hopefully, they are actually as happy as they're acting. But, yeah, we don't get we only get we don't even hear about it if it was a smashing success.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, so, uh, we're gonna move on to the Ryzen attendance, Ryzen 20 attendance. Uh, they got their highest attendance to date at 29,315 people. That is the highest for any show that they've had any time. Um, and but there's a trade-off. Apparently, they got their lowest New Year's Eve rating, New Year's Eve ratings ever, and these were the hourly. Uh, well, I should say hourly two-hour breakdowns, or uh, the, the time breakdowns for the ratings, for from seven to nine when the show first aired, it was three point two percent, then nine to 11, 52 percent, and then from eleven to eleven forty-five. Three uh, percent. Now when Rise now when the Rise of the Twenty show had the had Bellator uh, two thirty seven fights on it and um, highlights. They had the full fight of the uh, Yachi um, uh, y- Yachi, um, Yachi fight from um, uh, the uh, Bellator post slims and then highlights of the Hinshaw Kana Azakura match. Uh after that, so they didn't even show all the post-limbs, but uh, they did show Fedor versus Rampage. I know, and I believe they also showed uh, uh, Larkin and, and Uh But uh, they started the the, the the Fuji TV show live with Reyna versus Lindsey Van Sant, which I feel like I if I'm if I'm timing this out correctly in my head, I think that's when they got their highest rating. And by the way, they peaked at seven percent. So I'm gonna throw this to you, T. Uh, last year they got their highest uh, attendance, but uh, highest rating, uh, television rating, uh, with the Floyd Tension main event. But they, they didn't draw. They didn't. They didn't. It's not. They They drew like a few thousand less than this year. What do you count? Ca- what would you say account for why they drew the highest uh, uh, ever for a gate this year, but their lowest New Year's Eve ratings? Uh, comparatively, <coughs> what <laughs> I'd say, um, but I just want to also add is they were going up against uh, programs like Gaki no Sakai, the ball dropping in, in Tokyo, a show called a variety comedy show called Downtown, which apparently all those shows killed in the ratings. So just uh, keep that in mind as well that they're going up against a lot of programming uh, at the time. Sorry uh, to interrupt, uh, T. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, I don't know too much about the broadcast dynamic there. But uh, this is obviously a marginal rating. The live crowd, I mean, it's a spectacular show. And so, as far as people who want to see a live show, who like martial arts, that's one of the places to be. Was there big boxing on?
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, the Ayoka uh, uh, I- fight uh, was also on at that time, I believe. Was it i uh, I'm trying to remember. Um, uh, uh, who was he taking on? Kazuto Ayoka was taking on. Uh, I didn't put that in my notes. Uh, he was thinking on Jev- Javier Cintron, uh, and Ota, uh, but I can't believe that, that people would be tuning in, uh, for that show at that time, um, for as many people, as many people be tuning into that. I, I don't, I have no idea what it did during the ratings to tell you the truth. Um, actually, I think, I think Ayokas mentioned something. Uh, about being worried about going up against Ryzen in the uh, back, uh, back alive uh at the same time, but uh yeah. Other than that, there that that was the only other fighting thing that was on a competitive channel.
1: Yeah, I think I think the solution for them. <coughs> Excuse me, I think the solution for them <coughs> is more free show fights. <coughs> Excuse me, <coughs> joint. I'd say that, you know, <laughs> the way forward is you put some more spectacle in there to go with, to go with the awesome competitive aspect. You know, the young competitive fighters because this, as conceived, you know, Ryzen is not as heavyweight and light heavyweight oriented as Pride was. Pride middleweight, but you know, light heavyweight. Yeah. And yeah. Fans just naturally like bigger fighters. There are exceptions, like obviously Conor McGregor and Ronda Rousey. Like there are exceptions to this people Who can draw a lot, but in general, your random people, heavyweights and open weight stuff does really well because even your stupidest dude, bro, can look at a guy who's 6'6, six, 6'8, six, six, and be like, oh, I don't know if I could take him. And it's sad that it comes down to that, but a lot of like casual interest <clears throat> when you're saying this is the baddest guy on the planet, and he's five foot four. Maybe he isn't, you know, maybe he's just the baddest guy in the weight class, you know what I mean? So, like, there's a reason. Fans, and I was guilty of that when I was super, super casual kickboxing and MMA. It was all heavyweights, baby. So, you know, to so like, well, Kung Lee and Nick D has a couple of, uh, exceptions, but it's pretty much, I just want to see the big guys. I want to see the apex predators. Everything else is like, those are guys who can only fight lower down because mm. they get killed. So, like, just I remember thinking that way at a time, so I got into the texture of the sport. And so I would say, yeah, they just need to get some more, like, why wasn't Gabby Garcia on there fighting for an open weight belt? She's Gabby fucking Garcia. She's like a two hundred and forty pound grappling expert, and she's friends with cyborgs. There's obviously, you know, you get some sh- some shine from being close friends with another superstar. So I would hope I would hope that this next year, as well as like continuing what they're doing, they sprinkle in some some spectacle fights because they are fun. I enjoy them myself.
0: Well, here oh, I, mean, I can here answer that the Gabby question. That. I, I answered a Gabby question. She's, I believe she's still currently in New York filming that Halle Berry movie. So she's not, she was unavailable geographically probably for, for this, for this, you know, I would have, you know, it would have been great to, you know, say, you know, hey Gabby, you know, just make, just come on New Year's Eve to, uh, to, uh, fight for us. But listen, you know, it's, you know, somebody's filming a movie, they're, they're reading a script. They're not training, uh, during that time. Uh, you brought freak show fights, and I'm gonna put the 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 Mayweather, uh, Mayweather uh, tension fight in that category because last year, obviously, like we said, they got their highest ratings. But the problem uh, the uh, the problem is that when you have, and I said this last year, problem is that when you have a fight like that that level, you're almost kind of anything that that follows it has to almost I wouldn't even say match it. That has to overtake it in terms of hype and just. Freak show ness, I guess you could say. Because then, why are people people going to, when people will see Minel K versus Kaiser Kerr, they're going to be like, eh, well, nah, nah, they're going to wave, wave it off because it doesn't have the excitement or the uh, or the uh, curiosity that, that perhaps uh, a Foy Mayweather attention match has. Would you agree with that or disagree with that?
1: I 100% agree with that. I mean, there's a reason they put tension in there. In an almost no-win situation, you know, he's like five weight classes below Floyd, you know, 40 or not. If you give Floyd that much size, I mean, we saw Floyd do stuff. Like, I'm pretty sure Ricky hadn't moved up in weight to fight Floyd, right? Yeah. And hadn't lost. Yeah. fucking killing guys to the body. He moved up, and Floyd was like, yeah, I got you. And that broke my heart. Um, but, you know, if you give Floyd a size advantage, that's bad. You know, there's a reason he's not coming back against the top guys in his weight class today. Because they're a little bit bigger than him, a little bit younger, can cut weight better, and <clears throat> not depleted. You know, he, he's, he's not intending to take another loss, so it was a fight. He was willing to take, made whatever, eight, nine million, and, uh, and they got a good rating. But yeah, this year I think they just didn't have the Flash main event. If they'd had Haraguchi in there, I imagine it would have done a lot better, but it's hard to say. It might have just been a year when other shit was much hotter there for the mm. TV crowd.
0: I also just want to uh, add, so if you remember, right before the second intermission, uh, uh, Nobuyuki Sakakibara came out and spoke to the crowd, and this is what uh, we can thank uh, Karev Fan uh, on, on Twitter for these translations. This is what he said. This is the last day of Reiwa Year One. Thank you for the great attendance tonight. We're truly happy to have been a sellout of the Saitama Super Arena. Uh, scrolling down, we are truly blessed for your support. Have we managed to live up, live up to your expectations We've truly sacrificed so much to get here. That is all thanks to your applause. Uh, this is uh, let's see. This is something Takada used to say, Nobuhiko Takada. But here in this arena, we see the exchange in energy between fighters and fans. We have a live broadcast coming up later. We really need ratings. We really need them. We need to beat Kohaku, uh, which was uh, I guess that was some Japanese program. Well, uh, and he goes on to say, well, we can't beat Kohaku, but at least beat Ga- Gaki. Uh, Gaki, Gakitsuka. there is something you can do. Please phone all your friends and family and tell them to tune into Ryzen. So you have the CEO of Ryzen coming out and basically begging the audience, uh, telling them to call their friends and family to to tune on, turn on Fuji TV when uh, when it went live. Uh, I don't know what to say about that. That's kind of, that's almost, I don't want to say pathetic, but I can't think of another word to use. I don't know. What do you think about that? It's
1: very Japan. It's very Japan. There's a lot of stuff
0: like, that happens Imagine in if shows. Scott Coker came yeah, out. I'm like, that's weird. If, if Scott Coker came out during the New York, the Bellator New York City show for this year, right after the, pre, well, right before the prelims finished and told, uh, told uh, the audience, listen, we need you to tell your friends, please watch on Paramount or, or watch on the, please subscribe to The Zone to watch this show. You know, I you know that MMA the MMA uh, sphere would be laughing. It would be it would it would cause so many people to to to, to laugh and mock Scott Coker uh, if he did that. Well, yeah,
1: it would be it would be completely out of place with that whole production thing. But Ryzen's always a little bit different, so I don't know. Um...
0: And then you have Dana who will tell fans, you know, hey, I don't care if you don't watch the show. I don't give a shit. So it's kind of like the complete, polar opposite of what Dana would do.
1: Yeah, and it's... Right. And they, they definitely aim for a different sort of... I mean, they're all trying to get an audience, but they aim for like a different sort of temperament in their hardcore fans, you know? They're not giving flowers out and stuff with the, to the fighters and, and things like that, you know? They don't do soap opera breaks in the ring, or it's very rare <laughs> in the American sort of version of MA. It's a lot different over there. So... Nothing really stands out as overly weird to me about the the show, other than the fact that it did so poorly on TV. And that, from my understanding, they're available on pay per view there as well. Is that correct? Uh, the whole show, other than the highlights that Fuji does.
0: Uh, you mean the uh? So you mean like Sky Perfect TV and Gao? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well. Well, I don't. I, I. think. I think the live portion of Ryzen is is exclusive to Fuji TV, but the prelims. So what we see the before that is on Giao and Sky Perfect, just like those Be- the Bellator post-limbs were.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah, I, I envy them for being able to see those post-limbs. Uh, oh. I wanted to, I wanted to watch, sit there all drunk and watch Yachi well, score a fucking goal in someone's head. Come on now.
0: Yeah. Actually, I'm going to tell you also right now that uh, if, you, uh, it, uh, if you go on YouTube, you can actually find the full... Yachi uh, Yui Sako fight, but that's the only fight from the post that's available in full that because uh, someone uh, Recorded the Fuji TV uh, uh, airing and uh, posted it on uh, On a YouTube so go ahead and find that I'm not gonna tell you where to find But please go ahead and find it before you can because it's a really great fight That's the only full fight there. The other fight is the Hinshaw Kanazakura fight, but that's only in highlight form Second rounds totally cut out. So you only can see round one and round three which, what's the point in watching a fight if you can't see the entire round? Uh, it's entire three rounds. Um, question though. Obviously the Fuji TV is what separate. uh, that's the deal that separates Ryzen from every other promotion. Because every other promotion is on, like, Abima, uh, or Samurai TV, or on a lower tier station. Fuji TV is a major television station, right, uh, right there of uh, Asai, TVS, uh, Nippon uh, TV. Uh, so if if Ryzen was to lose this this Fuji TV deal, what would you say would be the best course of action for them, uh, as a as a fight promotion?
1: I would say try to get onto Zone, try to haggle a Zone deal that pays them, you know, because like the ratings are a means to an end. The ratings are a means to be to have the leverage to get a good contract. So like Bellator in Japan, they're on Zone, so maybe. You know, but that, that might interfere with some of their other deals. So it would be hard to say what, they, what obligations they would still have. Like, apparently, the, the Bellator or Japan post was had some sort of conflict going on with executives or obligations that both companies had, and they just couldn't work it out. So they waffled a little bit, and we just didn't get it. But, uh, you know, assuming they had some options, I would say get on to zone. Try to get on to zone.
0: The problem is that also is perception is reality. If they lose that Fuji TV deal, that's considered the perception is that they aren't good enough to be on a major television network in Japan. So I believe that would probably hurt them in any sort of negotiations anywhere else. Uh, apparently, also it came out that this week uh, from the one someone who worked from the uh, on the UFC Fight Pass uh, app. Apparently, the uh, his goal uh, his, his uh, he. Uh, on I forgot the gentleman, I didn't write it down, but he said that he they were in negotiations to get UFC on, uh uh Ryzen on Fight Pass. Um do you think a fight pass deal would help or hurt Ryzen?
1: Oh, it would hurt because the UFC has right of refusal for fight times. I see Because they like you notice you don't have like major MMA events overlapping UFC events on fight pass. There's a reason for that. They can tell you, no, you can't. And so, you know, Dazone doesn't do that. Like, they've had on while there was a boxing card on. But a Fight Pass, so Fight Pass is part of, like, a grand counter-programming saturation scheme, as well as just a product for consumers. I mean, it's not all sinister, but it serves that function. So Ryzen going on there would be pretty bad. And I doubt that they were very close to getting it there because when they bought Pride the Fertittas took went to great lengths to sort of like not try to pay that money out. Person of ill repute and all this stuff. And from from my recollection, I read there was some like court stuff that had to go on before he got his money. Yeah. So, so I, I think it's very unlikely that he would be like, now I trust you when, he, when they had that and then it was broken. And then so, but you never know. I mean, things do change. I mean, look at, UFC spammed how M1 was just the Russian mob for years. Now M1's a feeder for the UFC. You know, talk about talk about irony, you know. Oh, we can't get a
0: Fedor deal done. It's M1. Now they got an M1 deal with no Fedor. <laughs> how
1: about
0: that? Uh, yeah. I'm just going to... Uh, so, while Christian is not with us, he's with us in spirit and through Messenger, uh, Facebook Messenger, and, and he will be uh, giving comments as well. Uh, on the topic, so I'm going to read what he wrote to us, he says he wishes Ryzen would stop caring so much about ratings, because the fights should speak for themselves, as far as the attendance numbers, it would be good if Ryzen could get numbers like that in Saitama more often, however, I do, I do feel that with this year being Olympic year, with the games being Japan, all JMMA uh, wrestling and kick promotions will probably suffer a dip in attendance year round. And that's actually a good point. Uh, you know, they announced that their first show is going to be at the Hamatsu Arena, and Shizuoka in February. Uh, I, I, my understanding is that a lot of arenas in Japan, the big arenas like Kuriken Hall, uh, Saitama, uh, I wouldn't be surprised, Tokyo Dome, they're all being booked for the Olympics. So everything in the vicinity is going to suffer. To, I think the. Ten- that's a good point. Um, so uh, he's not wrong about that. He's absolutely not. you are gonna have to make a lot of concessions. Uh, uh, so Bar did say that they're gonna that they want to run three to four shows in Saitama after the Olympics. So it seems like that they're gonna say they're gonna do much smaller shows before the Olympics and then after, uh, bank on some bigger shows uh, to uh, offset those smaller shows that they had. Um, that,
1: that could be good. Build up some storylines. Yes. I mean, there was a... Man, a lot of shit went down on this card as far as...
0: Yes. <clears throat> and what's, actually, let's get into the card. And, uh, Teep, I want to did you watch the card live?
1: I did watch the card live.
0: Is this the first time you ever watched a Ryzen show live or, like, in full?
1: <coughs> no, no, I suffer. I suffer through part of it every... Except one card I wasn't able to watch at all live. Usually, I, I suffer through the first half to two-thirds. And then a couple times I made it all the way. This time I had to I had to work the next morning, so I had to be up at eight. So I stayed. I made it till about five o'clock, slept till eight o'clock, and then started catching up. And, yet, and it was brutal. But, that was a very hard day to I'm too old for that shit to be just pulling an all nighter. Like, you, I'll just sleep three hours and work hard all day. Mm-mm.
0: You definitely picked a good show to do it because I have not heard one bad thing about this show. I have heard the only bad thing I've heard is that it it begins with I. And rhymes of mission. That's the only bad thing I've heard. And even with with the intermissions, people were. I. It, it, it's so funny because the last show, Ryzen 19, had a a total runtime intermission, total run, intermission runtime of 175 minutes. Uh, with, yeah,
1: that one was brutal.
0: But with this one, it was only an hour and 23 minutes. So comparatively, listen. I would rather not have an hour and twenty three uh, over uh, a total of one hour twenty three intermission, uh, runtime. But comparatively, listen, I'm happy with that compared to what we dealt with at Rise nineteen. Um, and uh, yeah, I just
1: want to I just want to say, Andrew, that, that certain things with certain promotions comes with the territory. Like yeah. with Bellator, and UFC, it's more like the, all the corporate shout outs in the middle of the show. You know. This replay brought to you by the Marines. Yeah. It's the t- Tires replay and all that bullshit, which, which fucking annoys me, but I just deal with it because it's part and parcel of that presentation. So with Rise the intermissions are the price we pay. But the show itself, you know, to, I don't speak Japanese, but I don't think they'd be breaking in with, like, you know, brought to you by Rising Sun Condoms. <laughs> this corner cam, you know, and all that cheesy Production shit that we deal with 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 the other
0: promotions. So you know take I'll take that. Here's the thing as well though. I've I've gotten numerous negative comments about the intermissions uh, from fans who have said I don't watch Ryzen anymore. Like not 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 I w- don't watch Ryzen live anymore. But I don't watch it anymore because the intermissions are so long. I've I i do not think I've I've ever heard somebody say, well, you know what? I'm gonna stop watching this UFC or Bellator show because. Because they, they they advertise Bad Boys for Life uh, as the sponsor for this fight. The yeah, pl- I
1: think, I, not to pr- paint with too broad a brush, but I think a lot of those comments, not all, but a lot of those comments are from people who don't watch anyway. No, 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 they no, are. No, They I, don't watch, and they don't really want other people to start enjoying it too much so that they're missing out on something. Because I've noticed that with Bellator. There are people I've seen on, say, Reddit, they've been complaining for three years straight they're about to stop watching bellator but they never seem to know anything about the shows yeah like stuff that you fight if you watch the show there's a lot of <clears throat> there's a lot of uh uh information you get from the commentary about what's going on so like someone who's watching the show there's a certain amount of information that you're gonna soak up that you'll then know in future conversations so I don't know. I think some people they just like to bitch and act a little bit more mad than they
0: are when really they're not that well, engaged. I, I, well, you know, well, see, well uh, one of our listeners uh, from Europe, Bimmy, Bimmy and Jimmy, uh, Henry Cejudo's gold medal as well. Uh, who are you familiar with him on? Uh, on yeah, the, yeah, yeah. They they both informed me they don't watch Rising anymore because of the intermissions. And you know, I kind of understand because it's a live sporting I, event. You want you I, want, Sorry, go ahead, T.
1: I was laughing, so they legit, they're like, because of these intermissions, and it makes, it means I can only watch, I can only stand to watch the first third of the card live, whatever, because I can't stay up late, I'm not going to watch this Japanese MMA in a ring with pride rules, yo, that's that's just funny to me, but that's fine, that's fine, well, that's like, I don't play, I don't play uh, Gibson SG anymore, because they stopped selling it in red,
0: well, here's the you thing, it's uh, uh, a bit
1: weird, but whatever, man, Whatever they like, as because, long as they're having fun with fight sports, it's all good. But I,
0: I think it's because also that. it's how a live, like it's a live sporting show. They, you know, you want to watch a lot. Li- you don't want to watch a Super Bowl on on DVR. You want to watch it live in the moment. You want to, you want to converse with other people about the shows. Um, yeah, but you
1: know what, Andrew? How many people stop watching the Super Bowl? Beca- how long is how long is halftime? The Super Bowl halftime? Oh,
0: I have no idea. I I don't watch the Super Bowl. They're doing
1: concerts and shit, right? I don't know how many football fans would stop watching. They would be like, "I watch the regular season, of playoffs, but man, the Super Bowl, fuck that, because I can't stand that halftime show. It burns me out on the sport I think I love because of the the presentation. I mean, that's cool if if that's if that burns some people, but there's a reason they do the intermissions, you know, the broadcast obligations. It just comes with it.
0: And I think it's just more also that they just don't know how to they don't know how to time an MMA show, or at least they could just put in something different, you know, instead of a looping. Uh, highlight reel of tension, gain knocked out by by Floyd Mayweather. Um,
1: yeah, well, they had a little bit more than that, but I do know it does start to feel that way after a while. There's some nice highlights, and then you're like, man, you gotta show tension. How many times you gotta show this with the same quiet? music?
0: That same, the same rise in music, just going over and over and over. It just become, it, it becomes like almost like if I hear that theme anytime in the future, I'm just gonna be vomiting. I'm gonna have like a a, a sickly reaction to it. Uh, but uh, the, if, if take it what it's worth, on the R/MMA form, R slash MMA forum, the official Ryzen account said that they are working on. They were at, they were that's a, that's a, they were asked about the intermissions, and they said they wanted. They're definitely going to work on making the inter- inter- intermissions shorter next year. Well, this year, I should say. So hopefully they keep that. Hopefully they just realize you know you know th- you don't like Ryzen nineteen is probably just like the peak of when these intermissions became like absolutely abominable. This wasn't, that was rough. Rise of 20, not so bad. Uh, not, not, not so bad. Just more like a thing I wish we could have de- dealt without, but it's understandable why they, why they have to obviously do it. I'm going to read what Christian said. He says, It was a fun show, 10 finishes and 15 fights. Not a single fight was considered bo- boring. Only drawback was the intermissions. But yes, overall, I think this was one of the best shows of the year, one of the best shows of MMA in general. I think it's the best uh, rising show, as well. Uh, sin- uh, since since they uh, started in two thousand fifteen. Teep, overall, what did you think of the show?
1: For me personally, I don't think a show made me feel this good, since Krokop won the Grand Prix in two thousand sixteen New Year's Eve. Just for me personally, like as far as the feelings it left me with, and that that includes when Fader knocked out mirror and Fader knocked out Chael. Like these were like high points of my fandom, but. Even so, like Ryzen twenty hit me in the feels so many times. Even by the end of the intro package, I was all emotional. I was I was doing jello shots. I used to drink beer, so I don't know if that had anything to do with it. You know, vodka jello shots, but man, I tell you, I was I'm still glowing today from the card like it happened yesterday.
0: And I also that- I also think that started. it was it was a great show to have because especially with the whole thing they have with the post limbs, it was a great way the show being so good. Kind of people almost forgot about like oh you didn't show us the postlims rising Bellator or whoever and it be, it was basically kind of like a uh, a uh, please forgive us MMA show and it was like the best way you could possibly like get some good publicity after that whole thing with the uh, with the postlims fuck up uh, yeah you know
1: what it reminds me of it reminds me of when MVP was fighting Gonzalez right I think that was the third time they had to put the fight together it finally happened it was one of the it was just a very frustrating fight. Gonzalez can't strike on the feet, and he was being very sort of reserved and just coming in very slowly. He wasn't overextending at all, and it was a terrible fight. And um, But then Bendo fought Chandler. They made a fatal announcement, and then Bendo fought Chandler in an excellent five-round war. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of took some of the sting off. Sometimes it's nice to have – sometimes there are cards where the sting doesn't come off or, or there's no event following. So, like, was it Bellator 216? Was that the MVP daily card, right?
0: Oh, you know better than I do. You know better than I yeah, do, Yeah, so I think it was
1: the night before two fifteen. The the main event was, uh, you know, Mitrion kicked Caraton off in the nuts, although the rest of the card was good. And then the next night, Valerie, Valerie Lareda, if I'm remembering, she, her, she kicked off the main card with an awesome performance in her pro debut. And then the rest of the main card was okay. But it wasn't, I think it was like Minikov and Congo. it was Krokop and Nelson. It, it sounded, on paper, it should have been amazing. And then MVP Daily, and then MVP daily, and then that's it. You're left with the sadness. So luckily, the sadness over the post bell tour Japan was somewhat, like you said, countered by how epic Ryzen Twenty was. You know, and it's just like Ryzen doesn't have the most money or do the most shows, but they are the daddy. All these other companies wish they could put on a show like that.
0: Serious. Everything for the show, like Click, The fights, the production, the uh, the video intros. Um, Lenny Hart everything everything. it was like the complete package of it and I also, also want to say that you know I think you know what I can also judge by wh- how many people are going to buy a show or be interested in a show so you know I put my uh, my little uh, Fight TV account on the We Are Rising podcast official Twitter and also on Reddit and I got at least maybe a, uh, at least close to 10 people signing up with my account uh, my oh, account wow. code so, that also tells me that there was a lot of people that were interested in the show. And also, actually, forgot as well, I had one person sign up after the show had ended. So, that
1: means... Yeah, I got one person to sign up after the fact.
0: So, if someone heard, this show is great, one of the best shows of the year, they're like, okay, let me check it out. So, then, then they signed up. So, I think that tells you how much this show, people wanted to see this show, and how many people were after they had heard how good this show was. They want to see this show themselves, and yeah, it was. It, I think it. I think this can go down as one of the best MMA shows of all time. Uh, well, definitely up there. If maybe you know, I think uh the Pride show with uh Gomi, uh Gomi versus Diaz uh in Vegas uh the uh the heavyweight Grand Prix that they had where um where it was uh Fedor and um oh my God Fedor Fedor, Fedor Krocop or Fedor Noguera Anything like those, I think this show can stack up on though at at a level like that. Um am trying to think of like what would be a compa- comparatively to a UFC show. Um, uh, it's been such a long time. Oh, what
1: was the one where What was the one where Connor uh, fucked Alvarez up? That was a great show. Oh, that was that
0: was, it, that was a New York. I think that was their was that their their New York debut show. Yeah, that was their New York debut show. Wasn't was uh Was that the same thing with uh Hunt and um Lesnar? Was that the same show? No, 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 no. That, no, pa, no, what, no, pa- that
1: was uh, Joanna fought uh, Carolina. Um, let's see, uh, Edgar. Oh no, that was the one. Isn't that the one where Romero killed? Wyman? Yeah, Wyman. Yeah, I think that
0: was her first. Wasn't that, I think that was her first New York show? Because that's when the whole Wyman. That
1: was a great. I just saw the main card, and a friend of mine ordered the pay per view, and invited me over. That was a great fucking card. I think I that, was so fucking shocked that the with uh, Connor took out Eddie like that. Though I was, my mouth was hanging open.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, it I think yeah, Lives and Twenty could definitely go down as one of the best shows of all time and you know, sucks that, you know, people you know, for some reason publications, media do their do their things, their best of like oh like weeks before uh twenty 9, nineteen ended and you know, this show definitely did get the shaft from a lot of publications that were also there covering it. Uh live. Yeah,
1: that's that, that's they're saying something without saying something, you know what I mean? Oh I
0: know. Between,
1: you can read in between the lines of what they're really, like where their priorities are when they do something like that, knowing that the the New Year's Eve card, and I don't know that they do that every year, I think it was because there was no UFC card, so they're just like, well, UFC's done, that's MMA for us, that's our clicks, that's our that's our vertical partnerships, that's our sp- <laughs> you know, that's our little back money, yeah. we gotta do what we gotta do, you huh. know, so keep the focus on the UFC I think, of the year start pushing Conor Cowboys. And I
0: don't even think they would have covered this New Year's Eve show had Bellator had, even been, had not been there even. You know, you didn't, who who were they going to cover for the uh, at the uh, Ryzen show that would that that would uh, suffice for their website clicks, you know. They didn't have Mayweather last year, you know, was obvious, but I think the only reason why this the coverage got so much was so abundant this year was because Bellator had uh, vs. rampage and they happened to be a few days apart. I guarantee you that. If 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 Bellator hadn't done that Fedor vs. Rampage match, I don't think MMA Junkie, Sure Dog, all these places would have been there in Japan, uh, covering the show.
1: Right. Now I don't know if I don't know if um I remember Dana got mad at USA Today for talking about him trolling fourteen year olds on Twitter and so he he uh he threatened to take their money away, you know? How about you cover us without us paying you? So we can take that as proof that they do pay them. And I'm assuming maybe Bellator's, you know, Viacom's throwing some money to get them out there. So, yeah, maybe Japan, you know, rising, even though it was an anticipated show, that they got some bonus shine from a little Viacom payola maybe to keep these sites out here. And
0: also, Fateover vs. Rampage,
1: come what on. The budget a- these sites have to fly people around the world, like, just out of, straight out of the budget expense rather than with a little help from the promotions. Yeah. You know, I, I suspect that, the, you know, that they're not always like, hey, we're going to send... Two people. We're gonna fly two people to Japan and put them in a hotel and bring them and fly them home, just to for a few clicks. Yeah. I don't know if the ad money really works that. But way. also, you know,
0: it, even even when the sh- they they don't even cover the shows even remotely. So the clicks, the, even sending them, it, it's a it's a moot point because very rarely do they ever cover Ryzen remotely, no matter where it is. It doesn't yeah, or well, who's on the card.
1: You gotta remember the main competitor to the UFC internationally and in MMA history is pride rules in the ring. Sakibara pride rules, rising rules. Well, he's... Pride rules with sometimes elbows, if they agree. Mm-hmm. It's That's the main competitor. Bellator is their domestic rival, but their main competitor in the industry is what Sakibara is doing in Japan, which is pride rules, soccer kicks, stomps, up kicks, all knees, the shit that fans love, even UFC fans love. They're just like, oh, but you can't, or oh, someone will get hurt, you know. But they're in a dangerous sport. It's kind of stupid because it's not like it's not like tweaking the rules in the NFL for the helmets and things. It's like no, it's just a different rule set. It's like saying, oh, fucking, you know, fuck America, you know, fuck rugby. It's dangerous. I'm watching American football. Mm. Like what? No, dude, they're both fucking. Well, maybe one is more dangerous, or whichever one would be, but uh. It's all the same shit. It's all dangerous ass shit. It's serious, serious fucking business, so. Okay. You know, I feel like, I, I just want to add in, I hope Tour, the Bellator, the, this Japan, this uh, Asian circuit that Coker's been teasing, I hope they use, that was a test run for Rise and Rules in the ring. I hope That's so. I want to see. And the Asian fans would love that shit.
0: I hope so, too. And speaking of Rise and Rules, let's get into the first fight. Well, actually, we're going to talk about a... Uh, Three fights. Uh, the Lightweight Grand Prix, which uh, had the semifinals and the finals. Uh, and in the first portion of the semifinals, uh, Tolfik Musayev defeated Johnny Case in the first round, 2 minutes 47 seconds, by TKO punches. And then the second fight uh, was, if you want to uh, talk about soccer kicks, uh, Patrikhi Pitbull, uh TKOing Luis Killer Gustavo, Brazilian versus Brazilian. Uh, 20 seconds in the first round. Uh, and then what what went on to be Tofik Musayev versus Patryk Pitbull in the finals of the Lightweight Grand Prix, which was Tofik Musayev defeating Patryk Pitbull by unanimous decision, uh, 15 minutes, and becoming the Lightweight Grand Prix champion, not the Lightweight champion, which has been has been they've been alternate on commentary they've alternated many times they've been saying Lightweight champion, Lightweight Grand Prix champion, it's a Lightweight Grand Prix champion. He didn't win any belts. He is just the Grand Prix champion for this tournament, just to clarify. Uh, But, uh, yeah, I want to get your thoughts, T. Well, let's talk about the first fight, uh, uh, Musayev versus Case, because you picked Musayev to win this whole— I think you picked Musayev to win this whole thing?
1: No, I picked Musayev to lose to Pitbull in the final. Oh,
0: okay, gotcha, gotcha. But you got the finals right nonetheless, but uh, Musayev uh, beat Case, and uh, after the fight, uh, Case uh, announced that he was a free agent and is now with PFL— so um, he'll be going back to PFL, PFL if I, I should say, because he was in the PFL season, uh, first season, but did not uh, did not advance in the uh, in their tournament. But he will be in the season three coming up this year in the lightweight tournament. Uh thought did you what do you think about Taufik, uh versus Giant Case? Uh, oh
1: my, I thought Tofik would win, but man, that was that was a great performance. Uh, Musayev has such great movement, good defense. Um. I mean, he checks off all the boxes. It's just an all-around badass as yeah. far as, like, within the realm that he's fighting. Like, he's got it. Yeah. And, uh, he's a- yeah, man. Took took him out a little bit faster than maybe I thought, but I did think he would win. With the Pitbull fight, Pitbull did to Gustavo what I thought he would do. Just throw so hard that Gustavo just couldn't. He's not mature enough in his career. That was only his 12th fight.
0: Yeah, 12th no. 12th first time fight. he's ever been finished, by the way. The only time he's ever been yeah. finished
1: tricky pitbull is one of the absolute best in the world especially if you have a stylistic matchup with him and you're not bigger than you know like like michael chandler matches up particularly well with patricky right they're all their attributes most people do not which is how patricky was able to beat bendo beat scope beat a lot of different cats you know like um i think he was on a five or six fight streak he was one of the two coming into this and um yeah, fuck Gustavo up. It was great. And I can't wait to see Gustavo's next fight, though, because that's the kind of fighter I like to watch. Mm-hmm. And then the finals did not go the way I thought. I thought Pippa would be too much for Musayev, and it was not the case. They had an extremely competitive fight. It Unfortunately, it seems like they both hurt their hand, and when they went out of the...
0: Well, Pippo before, before the you go into era, that, team, I'm actually going to talk about that. Uh, apparently in the first fight, uh, with Gustavo, that's when Petriki Pitbull broke his, I believe his right hand. Um, but they, you know, here's the thing, they didn't have any alternates for this fight. The doctors said that both Tofik and, uh, Gustavo, uh, not Gustavo, P- Pitbull were okay to fight each other in the finals. Um, now, well, yeah, you're about to say, uh, the other thing. So I've never seen this happen in an MMA match before in a major MMA match. So, uh, it looks like uh, Tofiq was trying to take out Pitbull, trying to do a takedown. Pitbull fell out of the ring, and as uh, he was about to, like, hit his head, but then Tofiq's cornerman like, slid in, like, baseball slide, t- uh, like, g- grabbed um, Pitbull's arm to, like, I guess, like, so that he wouldn't actually, like, fall on the back of his head. Referee gave a yellow card for interference to tofik so tofik lost a portion of his... Of his purse, and also you know can affect an outcome, and apparently Wait, with the, they, gave
1: the, they gave the yellow card to his corner though. No, but
0: I, I think that Tofiq in the end Tofiq is the one who who get who who's who gets the impact uh, the the, the who, who's affected because his cornermen aren't being aren't uh, being uh, paid by Ryzen. I think that Tofiq definitely lost. Oh, some, his
1: paycheck. Yeah. But what I mean is, as far as judging the fight, he wasn't. It was his corner. Yes. Was penalized for interference, but that. Because if he if that had been a penalty against him for pushing them out of the ring, yes, he should have lost that fight because it was competitive enough that that any any shift in momentum scoring wise toward Pitbull and he wins that fight. It yeah. was very he the right man won, but it was very close.
0: Oh no, it was. Um, I thought
1: it was weird. I thought he was going to be penalized because he caught the kick and he, and he had him, but then he they're both looking the same way out the ring and he just ran them. Into the ropes where they were already at a plane where they were going to go out the ropes. Yeah, they weren't vertical, and you pushing the guy, so it wasn't like uh, when Frank Shamrock was fighting Boss Rutten, and he's got one leg, he's trying to kick the leg out, can't do it. Boss is palming him in the side of the head, and he runs them, but they're vertical and they go out the ring. And also, he uh, pa-
0: uh Patricchi... They went
1: down, so I thought it was a bit weird. Should have been a penalty, but it wasn't. So the right man ended up winning the decision. Patricki right.
0: also was trying to defend it, and I think you know, I think patricky you know was was obviously trying to brace to hit the ropes or the, at least the turnbuckle. But obviously, you know, yeah, that didn't happen. And yeah, apparently when he fell out, he not only injured his shoulder from what uh, a corner cornerman grabbed, but also his leg as well. As well. He said, uh, according to his uh, manager, Matthias Aquino, uh, he doesn't need a surgery and he's looking to come back in May. Uh, to fight again, whether that be for Ryzen or Bellator, but yeah, you know, and also, you know, actually, if you wanted to bring up, like, uh, yellow cards, if, I think that the, I think if anything, if you wanted to say Tophique should have been penalized for anything, remember at the very end of the round, when uh, Tophique was against the ropes, uh, was against the turnbuckle, he was holding his, he was underhooking the ropes, and Patricio was yelling at the referee that he's grabbing the rope, he's grabbing the rope, do you remember that? At the very end of the, yeah, at the very end of the third round, uh they're in uh they're 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 in uh Pitbull's corner. And yeah, uh Tofik is under the uh underhooking the uh, rope because it looks like that uh Petricchi was trying to bring was trying to take him down.
1: Oh when Patricky shot for the tape.
0: Yes, yeah.
1: At the end of the third round?
0: Very end, like last twenty seconds, last thirty seconds.
1: I didn't I don't remember seeing him. I was frustrated that that at the time I was mostly watching pitbull. I was like Punch him because I, I I thought maybe that he thought that that corner yellow card meant that he like he won a point, but there are no points. Yeah. So like he should have been throwing leather because it might have made the difference. It was very close. Oh, fight. but
0: but Patricchi was definitely getting the
1: underhook in the, the rope at all. To
0: be honest. I'll oh, go back and look at the fight if you get a chance. You'll definitely see it. Uh, Patrici was definitely I was really getting. Ex- hammered. I was really hammered. Patrici so. was definitely getting exhausted. As the actually both fighters were getting exhausted, but I felt like that seemed to have the most. Seemed to be the most uh, weathered as a fight wore on, which is surprising because he had the least amount of ring time, especially with the uh, first fight because it only barely lasted thirty seconds.
1: Yeah, but but he he might have gotten
0: you know oh and the injuries as
1: wrapped he from falling out, so yeah. like, he didn't have his tools. Didn't he switch stances at one point or a couple times? I believe he did.
0: And also, yeah, again, the injuries and all that stuff as well. Yeah, um, he
1: was trying to sort stuff out, you know, like like maybe worried about leg kicks on the one that got hurt or something. I don't know. I thought it was a great was, fight. I would like to see them fight again someday. Yeah. But not yet because I would like to see Pitbull fight maybe the winner of Peter Queeley and well, Brent Premis, which is happening February 22nd
0: in Dublin. Well, here's the thing, you know, since – you know, obviously Tofiq won the Lightweight Grand Prix. Usually the Lightweight Grand Prix winner goes on to fight for the uh, eventual inaugural title. Um, I'm curious to know. I have three opponents in mind that could be potentially good opponents for uh, Tofiq, and I want you to hear them. Um, one, Michael Chandler. Michael Chandler has said that he w- is interested in, in the rising lightweight division. I think that Tofiq versus Michael Chandler would be an, a very incredible fight. It would definitely test uh, Tofiq. To see at what levels, at what level he is at as as an MMA fighter, um, two. Oh my
1: God, that's a beautiful fight.
0: Two, Patricio, because Uribe is brother. His brother is also said he was gonna vacate the title if his brother uh, won the the Ryzen title. Obviously, that didn't happen. Also gives Patricio the opportunity to become a light a, a triple champion, Fe- Bellator featherweight champion, Bellator lightweight champion rising White Lake champion. I think that'd be an incredible feat for him. And also, you just have the story of Patrici, you know, beating, uh, beating, uh, getting beat by Taufik. Um, What do you think about those two potential matches?
1: I, I love them both, but Patricio, he, they're clamoring for him to defend in Bellator and lightweight. Coker's mentioned they might slip one in if there's time in between the rounds. You know, so like if he wins in March... And the the finals aren't until, I mean, the next round isn't for enough months. He might slip one in, but I liked your idea of uh, Chandler, Chandler fighting for it. Iron Michael, motherfucking Chandler.
0: And the he's other back, the out,
1: wa- Sydney Outlaw, and then dinked him in with a with a little hammer fist to the ear for for dessert. Yeah. It was a beautiful performance from Iron Mike against a tough guy who trains at a high level. And, uh, People the, may not know about
0: but he's serious. Now here's a third fight. Uh, if you want to just keep it Ryzen related, Ryzen versus Ryzen. Um, now here's, he's, he's, uh, you know, they didn't fight during the lightweight Grand Prix, but, you know, it could have happened. How about, uh, uh, Taufik versus Luis Gustavo?
1: I would like to see that matchup. They I, w- I wonder if they might book that, but not have it be a title fight. You I would have uh, fight, and well, then do the title fight, figure it out.
0: Well, because, uh, you know, one of the things I also said we're going to do during, uh, this show is, you know, do rise in rankings. You Now, here's the thing as well, you know. Ryzen's roster is very different than USD's or Bellator, so they're, they're, their rankings are a little bit different, because um, you can't do it for all, and also, not all the divisions have titles or a full-fledged roster, but this is who I have for the top five uh, people in Ryzen right now, uh, in the lightweight division. Tofiq Musayev, obviously, because he won the Grand Prix. Luis Gustavo, semi-finalist uh, in the lightweight Grand Prix, but also, you know, Giant Case is not there anymore, so he's out. And uh, Patrici is a Bellator guy. I don't think that he has a lo- has a long term long thing with uh, with uh, Rising at this point. Number three, Damian beat down Brown, who was in the quarterfinals but did not advance. Got beat by Taufik. Yusuke Yachi, who just recently beat uh, Hiroto Uesaka at the Bellator Postlands by soccer kick. Uh, and then Satoshi D'Souza, who is also in the semifinals but lost to Johnny Case. So. If you want to do a Ryzen title, I think you could, I would obviously say Musayev versus Gustavo just because I consider Musayev number one and Gustavo number two at this point. And also, you know, they just never fought in the lightweight Grand Prix, you know, you know, it'd be kind of like, it's kind of like, you know, a what-if match, but, you know, it actually comes to fruition. What do you think? Um, the only thing with Michael Chandler is that, you know, uh, as well, you know, or Patrici is that, Hey, you know, if you have another guy from another promotion, yeah, hey, you know, they also they have to serve two masters. So, you know, like with, with Horiguchi, had they vacate two titles instead of one, had he, had he not beat uh, Caldwell. So, I mean, what do you think about those rankings, uh, Teep? Do you think that those rankings are uh, logical, I guess you could say?
1: Yeah, I think that makes sense. It's also, you know, Ryzen is a fighting federation, so. Yeah. They have you know, the partner orgs feed into it. So when I, I don't even think about rising outside of the tournaments where rankings are once they're immaterial once you're in the straight line bracket. But uh, I usually think of them in terms of like sort of a cloud of available athletes. And I include Bellator and stuff. Like right now, one of the best phantom weights in Bellator or rising.
0: I know Hatchy what you're saying. No
1: Love Mix. Uh-huh. Hachi No Love Mix, man. He, we'll get to him, but holy shit. Holy shit! I'm Um, telling you, man. That guy is the truth. Trains at the highest level, performs at the highest level. Like we'll get into
0: it. Oh yes. Uh, but yeah, I definitely think that. I hope that uh that Ryzen has Tofiq uh, down, uh for for at least uh, another few fights or year or contract or something. I because with his. With his record, he only has three losses. Two of them were at welterweight. He's only lost once at a lightweight and is currently on an insane win streak. I believe it's a ten fight win streak, maybe eleven. Um oh, sorry, fourteen. Fourteen. He's on a fourteen fight win streak and one and two night. One two and one night. Um and yeah, like I said, you know, Patricio is the only guy who I've seen who's ever given him any big uh and Patriki was the only guy who's ever given him any trouble, uh, so far. Um and that was with, with all those injuries that he had, but no, man, you know. He started, sorry.
1: Yo, he start, He started off with a Pico. He started He's he started off four and three. Yeah. And then, and then just and then who did he turn the? He took. Well, he took. And then he fought three guys with a combined 0 one record. You know, two rookies and a thing. But then he started building himself up. Yeah, and then he started going to some to some quality wins around his like whatever thirteenth fight.
0: Yeah, and uh, well, uh, he uh, when he went to Azerbaijan, he got a uh, uh, hero's a uh, hero's welcome. So I'm glad, you know, Azerbaijan is getting some uh, some getting some Japanese love, I guess you could say. Um, yeah,
1: it's it's nice to see these athletes. I think the ambassador to Japan from Angola wanted to meet Menelkay. Yep. They Took a photo with, with the rising belt on. These are these are important steps for MMA, which is still a baby sport. We think yep. it's so big, and so at times it feels it. But a lot of it, it really
0: isn't. Um, and I'm really just going to read quickly what uh, Christian said to us. He said, fun finishes, although I didn't know T- Tofiq had it in him. Who can say that they defeated a UFC vet and a Bellator contender in the same damn night? And you know what? He's damn right about that. I'm on the Tofiq hype train. I hope everybody else is as well. Um, the next fight that we have uh, is a super atom weight match between Miyu, Mifu as uh, some people call her, Yamamoto, uh, uh, the mother of Erisan and brother, sorry, sister of Kid, taking on Amp the Rocket. I am not going to say her real name because I cannot pronounce it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Miyu defeated uh, uh, Amp the Rocket uh, by uh unanimous decision, three rounds. Basically, just like, just basically uh overpowered her for three rounds, and, uh, you know, I, I, I've been critical of of Miyu, because all of her wins have been by decision, and I have to believe that it's almost a strategy at this point, uh, that she that she wins by decision, because, you know, despite being, I think she's 43, 44, um, 45, excuse me, she's 45, and yet... Is probably a better athlete than some 20 year old MMA fighters who gas out in the first round. Meanwhile, Miyu is fighting, is going full three rounds and not even sweating. So i I have to believe at this point that it's almost GSP-like that she is, that she's that she's deliberately drags these rounds out to all three, because she can, and that puts it in. in her- a sp-
1: right, use her experience and our, and her and her intelligence to just be like, I can get a win this way.
0: Yeah, because she... You has, know,
1: it's like, it. GSP, like Nick, I, Nick Diaz is my favorite yeah. welterweight of all time, right? Still, even today. I'd never cheer against him. Even if he fought Douglas Lima, I would never cheer against Nick. But GSP was better at winning in a cage than Nick. Even though they both had great streaks, but GSP was better at it. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I'd rather watch GSP. I was more excited about Nick. So, like, you know, some people, they find a better way to win, but it doesn't always please someone aesthetically. Yeah. And she's... I'm, but it wasn't a bad fight. But she, uh, yeah, I, I agree with your assessment. She's like, she's like, I can win this way because can... numerous
0: times she she gets she looks like she can finish the fighter, but instead, she will just then get top position, or like just just not even improve her position, but go to a different position where she can't finish. Like again, in the third round near the end of the of the of the fight, uh, she ha- she almost had this submission on on amp and this exactly what happened to andy nguyen fight uh second the second fight that they had and i can't believe that that she only recognizes that she can finish this close to the round so i almost think that she kind of does it to kind of almost you know finish around round strong as they say uh just you know keeping the judges mind oh she tried to go for a submission at the at the end you know give her some points for that um right and it was funny, I thought that Amp would, would absolutely submit uh, miu but if this was not the case, Miyu, you know, told, just, she out grappled uh, Amp. Curious to know, um, do you think that Amp, uh, now I do this with Christian all the time, we always say if somebody's Ryzen worthy, do you think that Amp, uh, the pocket rocket, should get another chance in rising against maybe somebody else, like a King of the Cage, uh, Adam weight or some other fighter uh, that's maybe, uh, you know, has a little bit of, that's not as high caliber as Mew.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean mew So I mean, like she's not, she's serious. You know, that's it's a big step up for. She's not your average five and four fighter. I'll put it that way. Yeah. The only four. loss she had lately was to A. Yeah. And she was five, She was she was what five and three and and Ham was twenty one and eight at the time. Something, I
0: mean, or something along those lines. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So like you know like but then she, but she beat Kana. And then beat like a man, Nagano, whoever that is. Yeah. And Wen, who had a who had an even record at the time, and then Ishoka, who I guess was fifteen. So she you know, she but she's she's winning, like you said, she's found a way to win and maybe maybe her early losses she overextended. by getting arm by Wynn and, and uh who was it who arm barred Cabello?
0: Uh Rena, did, didn't didn't Reina I didn't Reina get a submission on her at one point, I think, as well.
1: Oh, yeah, it was, a, was that a debut? I think that was her What de- the hell is a cravat? Yeah. <laughs> Tweet that. Out. Well, no, you're avoiding spoilers. Um, what the hell? Cravat.
0: It's like, it's like, it's kind of like a, it's like a Josh Barnett submission. It's kind of like, it's like a neck crank. Addy, oh, nice. Actually, you remember, remember when uh, Matt Hughes, uh. Oh, was that a
1: side neck tr- Is that a side, that side wasn't neck that, crank?
0: Was that, was that what Matt Hughes did to Ricardo Arona in his last MMA match? Um. Yeah. Remember he got, like, that weird headlock thing? I think it may have been that.
1: Oh, that's cool. I'm going to look it up as soon as we're done.
0: Um, So, like, would you say...
1: So yeah, I think, so, yeah, I think, yeah, put her back in there again. She didn't lose to Scrub. She didn't, like, give, you know, she didn't, like, give up or anything. Like, nothing that would, like, make anyone look bad. I think bring her back in. She got a kick-ass name. Mm. You know, it's not... Which sometimes just makes it easier to promote somebody.
0: Yeah. What about uh, no, so? Mean. What about Amp the Rocket versus, shall we say, uh, Lindsey Van sand who who we'll talk about later, or maybe even Kana? You know, because you know Miyu beat Kana, Kana. You know, she just she just beat another king, the cage fighter. I don't know. I don't like we put, putting winners versus losers. I never. I don't like that. But since they both lost, Lindsey is a good
1: fight. Lindsey is sorry to cut you
0: off. Yeah. no, that's okay. May yeah, would be a good Lindsay fight? Is
1: good. This is a good fight. That
0: would be a that
1: would be a great matchup. That was a good idea. You should tweet
0: that shit out to to Ryzen. Okay. Tell Shingo what to do. <laughs> Shingo. I think he's. In, I yeah, don't want to annoy pack. him too much because I, I tag him. I actually used to tag him a lot more, but I don't I don't I feel like he gets tagged enough from fighters from from everybody, especially during the Shematov the Shematov to Ryzen era, where he was getting like very, almost on a daily basis tagged from random Russian and Japanese people to shine Shematov. Um, and me.
1: But, not daily though, not daily. But I think it's good that you tag him because you have good ideas, and that's a great pairing. And he does—he doesn't just need to hear Shematov spam. You know, he yes. needs to hear like the good substantive ideas, of which that is one. Definitely tweet that to him. Okay, I'm great. gonna try and remind you.
0: Okay, uh, next fight uh, was a kickboxing match, uh, a rematch between Taiju Shiratori out of Teppen Gym versus Taiga uh, out of the. Uh, brave try hard not, not brave try hard Jim and um, their first match was a very exciting match a ryzen 19 awesome match uh, that went to decision in Taiju's favor um, taiga uh, w- uh, lost this match Taiju Ty- won by doctor stoppage so in this right after uh, right near the end end of the second round Taiju got a clinched knee on taiga and opened him up like i'm talking like vagina level where it was like it looked like it looked like a crater had just opened and uh the referee didn't stop the fight which was like very very surprising but they let the fights end and all that stuff right before the uh the round end but right before the round the next round started the third round uh they had the ref called the doctor over and the doctor and i knew from the beginning the doctor was gonna wait this off and i don't blame them for that Uh, do you remember this fight uh teep uh that cut on taiga
1: I uh, yes, I'm trying to
0: forget it.
1: Yeah. Um. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Listen. Less, less about that, the better.
0: You. I'll, I'll tell you the truth. You know, one of the things I don't like about JMMA is like, I have seen worse, less cuts be uh, fights. Probably the most recent egregious one was the Cro uh, Rocky Martinez fight, where Rocky Martinez yeah. is running and then Cro gets one elbow in, and it was like it was like barely a cut, and they and they waved it off. So that's the one negative thing about JMMA. You know, that I have no problem saying. Is that I don't like their whole thing about cuts, you know. Also, you know, a um, uh, Frank Trigg also brought up as well in commentary is that he thinks that Ryzen should allow Vaseline on their fighters. And actually, I want to get this, uh, uh, th- uh, ask you about that, uh, T. Do you think that Ryzen should should allow Vaseline on the faces of their, of their fighters like UFC and Bellator and just about every other MMA promotion does?
1: I'm not sure. Is there some sort of cultural reason where that's considered an advantage or like maybe suspected abuse, like American wrestlers greasing? I guess so. I, I guess. Like, or with experience they have with some of those like Brazil versus Japan challenge matches they had over the generations where they're like, you know what? And it's just maybe it's an extension of that. Maybe I'm just rambling.
0: I mean, you know, it's kind of like it's the weird thing, like, oh, you know. Oh, you know, we'll allow we'll shoot people to wear wrestling shoes in a ring, but you know we don't allow the vaseline. up. It's just never a thing that's ever been done in Japanese MMA. I, I guess the Japanese MMA commission doesn't allow it because no, I have never seen uh, like deep or pancreas shuto do any vaseline. They don't do it for Japanese boxing, kickboxing. Yeah, well they don't do it for any promotion. So I'm guessing that's a it's a it's a, a just a unify I guess a unify quote unquote rule. For, uh, yeah, so maybe it
1: comes from some, some cultural aspect where it's considered like, okay, so like in sumo, maybe maybe it that would be disgraceful, right? To like sort of do it. and Maybe it came out of. Well,
0: you sumo, know, like they allow. They, they,
1: they, back, sumo, maybe that's just something culturally that just helped in the establishment of these regulations. Sumo, they allow,
0: they, they, you know, they do the salt thing and then they actually put powder on their arms, I believe. I think they put powder on their arms, which is, you know, allows like less friction, you know, and you know. Gives both opponents, you know, uh, I'm assuming an equal, equal thing, uh, so right. that.
1: but if like, so say, but like, say, if like a sumo wrestler was like, oiling up, yeah, maybe, maybe that would be for, not only forbidden but be considered like disgraceful cheating. And yeah, I mean, certain aspects, it's a different culture. Just like, just like one of the best, if I can just briefly say, the my favorite thing, one of my favorite things about the different cultures, the music is so much better at a rising show oh yes i'm sick of new metal why don't i hear <laughs> fucking this is bellator and the ufc both hey you know it's understandable because these older guys of their generation they're like 90s yeah but a lot of people are like no no that wasn't as strong era musically don't play the dude metal because like, i drop the dude metal make it epic nfl films well, did it best, you know.
0: You know, oh we saw all the variety of rise entries. Like, what's you know, Patricio coming out to the, I think it was a Dragon Ball Z theme. I think he came out to or something. He came out to some anime theme. Um, you mean Patrici? Patrici, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm ne- listen. I'm never gonna get those two fucking brothers ever. They look exactly the same, and their names are so similar. But yeah, Patrici coming out to, I think the Dragon Ball Z intro. And you, you have you know, uh, people coming out the Kanye. You have, um, oh my god. <laughs> Of, of like the other bands um uh, yeah you have Jake kuhn who we'll talk about coming out to another one bites the dust by queen uh it's just a variety of entrances that just you know also that's all the one of the reasons why it's just you know why this show was so was so good just because of the variety of entrances you had some you just had so many people coming out to uh Johnny Cage coming out to uh, the um, white, I think a white stripe song, I believe it was. Yeah, it's just so it's so varied and so different. You know, it's not you know. And also here's the thing, you can hear the themes a lot of times. You UFC, Bellator, it's very hard to hear what they're coming out to just because the commentators are, are, are talking. You know, all you hear on the entrance is beginning, of the entrance is you know Lenny Hart doing the introductions and you know the songs you know playing as well. And then when the fire makes you like about halfway to the to entrance. That's when they start. They start talking. So they give you time to listen to the themes and, okay. and all that stuff. But um,
1: also, also Andrew. On top of that, it's the production decisions they make that they control. Because like the fighters, they're are good walkout songs that are used. You yes. know, in the U.S. and not all good, but like there, there's some interesting ones, some good. Some are very compelling, even if the audio mix is different for the production. Yeah. I feel like American. Production. The voices are too loud.
0: Well, yeah. No, Rouch, yeah.
1: Louder. Yeah. The voices are too loud. They they boom too much. Oh, it, you need to hear the noise. But, but anyway, the like the video packages for the Ryzen show were the best I've ever seen for any card.
0: Yeah. Any, um, any card ever. Sorry, T. Just were, just to go back to. Was good. I, I agree. I agree. Just to go back to the fight quickly. So, um, after the fight, Taiju said that that rise was going to do a. Uh, a, a tournament, a, uh, kickboxing tournament at, uh, let me get the, uh, correct weight here. I think I should have it right here. Uh, do, 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 do. He said that, uh, I want to, f- uh, well, Tiger said, I want to fight more impressive fighters, bigger fights right now. Uh, in kickboxing, there is rise, Ryze, rise and he stopped and said, K one next year. Won't you be psyched if we can do a a, a promotional showdown. In that case, I want Tiger to represent rise for me. So basically he said, uh, he said, Taiga, you can you can represent Rise for me. And you, so, what do you think about this? If they did some sort of like, now here's the thing: K1 is kind of like an island onto its own when it comes to kickboxing. They kind of just operate by itself. But Rise and Ryzen, they operate with each other. Do you think that there should be some sort of like co-promotional r- kickboxing tournament between Rise, Ryzen, and K1? Maybe even hey, even get Bellator kickboxing in there as well, perhaps."
1: You know, I don't know much about belts or because it's so seldom featured. And I, have, I was always more into like the heavyweights of the golden age, K1 golden age, yeah. like which I came in right after, like I missed it, and I missed, you know, like I wasn't paying close enough attention until the greats had mostly gone to like MMA or got old. But uh, anyway, yes, co-promoted event, hundred percent. Hundred uh-huh.
0: percent. Now what? Now this. And I don't
1: think K one. I don't think K one will participate.
0: but no, they Ryzen, just do it. Um. Now this fight. Uh, this was a second outing between Taiju and Tiger. Like I said, the first one was a decision, but uh, Tiger did get two knockdowns on Taiju, and probably that's why this match was 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 booked as well because the f- the first fight was so exciting. I think that Ryzen was banking on Tiger to win this because they needed to set up somebody for somebody against Tension. Uh, Taiju and Tension are part of the same Team uh, Tepin, so they're obviously not going to fight each other and are at different weight classes as well. But um, I'm curious to know, so Taiga, even though he lost this fight and the previous Taiju fight, do you book him against Tension at a future Ryzen show potentially or no?
1: Yeah, I'm not sure what the talent pool is out there for Tension. The
0: problem is there is no talent The problem is that Tension has beat everybody besides Taiga and Takaru. That's, those are the only two people he has not fought yet. The, the two named kickboxers that he has not fought yet. Those are like there's there's really nobody else. Um, uh, the, there were rumors that he would fu- that that he was supposed that the Floyd Mayweather fight didn't work out. They were gonna they were gonna do uh, Tension versus Kaito Ono. I don't know if you remember Kaito Ono from some of the previous uh, Ryzen shows. He was the uh, kickboxer who was uh, tall, lanky, uh, but also he looked like a he looked like a, a like a oh my god like a like a model. He looked like a like somebody cut out a video game character, uh, like from a Final Fantasy game and just like pasted it onto, like a Ryzen ring. Um, but yeah, basically there is that the title pool is so low because Tension has beat almost everybody who you considered a top kickboxer in Japan, or that that, that they can fight. Takaru fights really the only one. That's the only fight really. Um. I can't think of any oh. anybody else that would really like uh, there's really nobody else. I don't know who, who there else really is for uh for for him to fight really. Um
1: he made he made it, he made a look
0: easy. Oh, I can't like wait he,
1: to, made it, he made he he did eat like I think three good punches. He ate a big strong right and he, I think he ate a 1-2. But other than that, but it didn't do anything to him, you know. He wasn't like wobbled or anything. He just ate his head, went back a little bit, and he was chilling. He made it look easy. How about that tornado kick he threw after I think the second knockdown? He
0: went for the all-time ESPN number one, the worldwide viral knockout. Oh yeah, well we'll it's definitely talk about up.
1: that. He still got oh, rocked.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah. We'll definitely talk about more about that. I mean, the only thing you can maybe book as like a weird freak show super fight. And I would not recommend the, that uh, that Rise and do this in a boxing match exhibition. Obviously, is Nayua Nayo Inoue versus Tenshin Asakawa. That's like the only that thing. Is,
1: bro, that's so mean.
0: I know it's so mean, but like, there's it's at the point. Uh, I mean, Tenshin, you know, there's really nobody else. Rui Bada was probably the highest level opponent that he could have f- faced in Japan, but like, I mean, wait,
1: in- Inoue signed with um. Top-ranked, did not he? Or, who, no, who's he with? He, he signed somewhere else.
0: Yeah, he's uh, signed with somewhere else. But, you know, just the attention for that fight would actually, I think, you know, I think they both would welcome it.
1: It would be a giant fight. I mean, but you'd have to maybe do some modified rules, right? Because, obviously, tension would die in there, yeah. right? Okay,
0: well, actually, I take it back. Uh, the the box, one...
1: In a way, it gets chopped down, no, 100%. Maybe you allow him two kicks around. Yeah. The tensions allow two kicks around, and the rest of the time they box. Cause that would make it competitive. Got it. two kicks from tension against a boxer with boxer legs. Mm. Yeah, man, that could be the difference. But maybe not make it a squash match either way. What do you think about that? Uh,
0: okay. but, uh but potentially. Um. uh but you know, again, you know, it's you know, that's one of those. It's again, you know, it's a freak fight that will get people to tune in. Uh, I don't know long term though if it'll be good. But but I will. But before we we're not we'll get into full details of the tension fight. We gotta talk about the next fight because I think this is a fight that you and I were most looking forward to. I, I, many people were looking forward to, and that is the undefeated Patchy Mix, now thirteen and zero. Patchy Novav Mix, twenty six years old from Buffalo, New York, now trains out of Jackson Lincoln John, defeating Yuki Matoya, round one guillotine choke, one minute thirty seven seconds. Uh, Matoya falling to. 23 and eight and hasn't been submitted since 2011 think about that 2011 uh, and this was on a deep uh, October 2011 by armbar uh, he got he's been knocked out he was knocked out in two other matches but one was ruled of no contest because his opponent missed weight and he's lost a bunch of a bunch of decision fights but you know what? I gotta say this. This was this was one of the wins I was most happy about because, you know, you know. First of all, Apache makes come out the Kanye and then screaming in at the camera. This is for my daughter. This is for my daughter. He came in, he came in ready to fight before this fight even happened. I know it sounds weird, but he knew. It was almost like he knew he was gonna win. If that makes any sense.
1: It makes perfect sense, Andrew, because the man doesn't know how to lose. I mean, there are different degrees of don't know how to lose. And there's like Fedor Robot running on automatic. But there's also this young man. He's 26 years old. He's 13-0 and as a pro, but he ran through 11 people in a row as an amateur. So that was actually his 24th win in a row yeah. in MMA combined. I mean, this guy has done an awful lot of fucking winning. Now, he, debuted, mm-hmm. he debuted in... Uh, 2014, but I, I, and he fought 15, 16, yeah. So I mean, he's had like 24 fights.
0: I, I think, I think he's the best recent signing of Bellator. I think out of all the fights, fighters that Bellator signed, he is the the best that they. You know, Aaron Pico could have been it, but Aaron Pico, you know, got you know Picoed. I think out of every, out of every new top prospect, out of everybody who you want to say whatever. Apache uh, Mix is the, is the, well, I, uh, the first time I ever saw him fight was against Ricky Bandeas at the Bellator New York City show. As soon as he got that, he got that backpack, Damian Meyer, rear naked choke, I knew this guy was something else. And then, you know, he had the off stretch at the next fight, and, you know, I still knew he was something. You know, the funny thing is, you know, I, I like this, J, JMA, JMMA Bubble is a little bit is a little bit more welcoming than a lot of the general MMA bubble, but there are a lot of people who did not want Patchy Mix to win this might match. They wanted Matoya to win, which you know, you don't want to see Matoya go on a free fight losing streak, obviously. But uh, I did see some people, you know, kind of like not counting the win. You know how remember when Fedor got when Bador beat Fedor, and a lot of people there were people that are like canceling the win, like oh they're pretending like it never happened. Wait, like
1: when Bader knocked Fader out? Yeah, there, you know, there's just. Oh, some... yeah, I don't run in those. I don't run in those circles, but like, I guess there probably were people who were like, "Oh, you mean as far as like trying not to give Bader credit?"
0: Well, well, yeah, that and also just you know, there are just you know people who you know, there's just fans who are like, "Don't count a loss," like they pretend it doesn't exist.
1: Yeah, I've, I've, there's some Conor fans doing that lately, in the in the run up to his fight, you know, and he has great wins. There's no need to pretend he didn't get his ass kicked a few times. People get, you know, I consider Fader the greatest of all time, but Bader's that lunging left with that penetrating step from the wrestling muscle memory. No, that thing's a tank. That fucked Congo up. It fucked King Mo up. And it fucked Fader up. I mean, that's... You, know, you can admit a loss. It, it was still an exciting loss. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? But, that was, but yeah, to your point, Yeah. Apache Mix, yeah, he wasn't... I'm sure the Japanese fans wanted... Uh, to get a big scalp, a big American hot, the you know the one of the badass Americans, and and uh, it didn't work out. But uh, this guy is dead serious, and I agree with you. He's one of their top. I'd say he's one of their top. I think, I think he's Joey a to- Davis
0: is the number one. I th- Joey Black. I, I would put I would put put Patchy Mix above Davis, above Gallagher. I would put him above everybody. Dylan Dennis even. Uh, Patchy Mix is a future champion is a future champion for any major organization, whether if he goes to UFC, Bellator, Ryzen, goes to any organization, he's a future... He he is, at most, he's the highest, he's a future champion. The lowest, he's a future uh, number one contender. So his ceiling is so high right now. He is is so high for a guy who's only 26 with 13 wins. Um, Yeah, because you
1: see see how how the levels work. Like, I know Styles make fights, but, like, you know... Gallagher was on, you know, one
0: as an amateur and one as a pro and Bandeas. But it's also know, just the like competition. He,
1: he fucked him up. But then Bandeas gave Archuleta such a hard fight. And that's like, people who know who that dude is, that's a serious thing. And Mix just made him look easy. It was, it was kind of crazy, for levels. And that's what this fight was like. He just made it look easy. Yeah. It it's... was so quick. Like, he's not going to get that. Oh, shit.
0: Yeah, well, because also here, no, we uh, basically this fight that like I said, it lasted one minute and thirty-seven seconds. Matoya tried for like a, it looked like an omoplata or like some sort of arm lock on his arm, but Pachi immediately got up, recognized it, and then they. It, it, I don't think I don't know if any punches connected this match. It was like almost all grappling. All it was like watching a jujitsu match. Uh, that was an that was MMA rules, and then yeah, uh, uh he locked on a guillotine choke, and. Didn't look like it was in at first, but then he switched position, and I think he got fully in with that position. And uh, yeah, patchy mix. Just yeah. Uh, question though I have for you, uh, Teep Matoya, uh, Do you think you give him another fight in Ryzen, or do you send him back to the uh, to uh, a, a, like a deep? Or uh, he's a, uh, just what you also know. He he did lose the, the deep championship to uh, Victor Henry. So he is no longer a deep bantamweight champion. What do you do with uh, Yuki Matoy at this point?
1: Has he fought uh, Ishiwatari?
0: Uh no, he has not fought Ishiwatari.
1: Could do coming off both coming off losses, both known there, both good fighters. i
0: I'll, I'll just say that, or Okazaki when he returns from the broken jaw that he has. Um, I definitely you know yeah definitely I think you should him versus Ishiwatari him versus oak not Kobo, uh Suzuki are two fights you can definitely make, uh especially because you know it's loser versus loser. I have no problem. It's is definitely not a loss that like you know I definitely don't think Ryzen or anybody should write off Matoya. You know, um, Patchy Mix though, army,
1: getting schooled by Patchy Mix is something that's happened to. Uh, at least two really, really high level fighters. The Bandeas is fucking awesome. I mean, he's awesome because people give Galler a shit because he's Connor's teammate. And because he is, he's kind of brash and everything like that, you know, and he doesn't give a fuck. But, uh, but he's really good. And b- for Bandeas to beat him like that, people were, I think, mostly happy because they were like, hype train over. Galler is like a young ass kid. He's younger than almost all of these fighters. He's in his like early 20s still. And, um, and he's really good. So Bandeas showed. Proved himself and then against Archuleta, and Mix just just schooled him. So like I say,
0: Patrick Mix, won Archuleta for the vacant bantamweight title. What when do you do? When do you do that show? Do you save it for what, what would be March? March.
1: He- Headline a card in March or co-main to uh, wherever they do the Grand Prix, the DAZN Grand Prix. You make it the co-main to the tournament fight.
0: Do you bring back Mix At, for? Back you bring back Mix for a Ryzen show?
1: Oh, they should try and get him whenever they can. You know, just maybe give him, you know, but whoever they get, he's probably just going to strangle them. So, like, book that with that in mind.
0: Well, you know, if, if he were to win the Bantamweight title, I would absolutely love to see Mix versus Manel Cape.
1: That's what I'm hoping for. So, Cape versus... uh Just because... Oh, I, I, and then and then and then you have Archuleta fight Mix, and then the winners fight in Ryzen, and then the winners rematch in
0: mm-hmm. Bellator. Oh, that'd be There's great. You. We'll definitely talk about Cape uh, later on, but uh, yeah, Apache uh, Mix coming there with a win, uh, coming to Japan with a win, and uh, speaking of also coming to Japan with a, with a win and exiting with a win. Next fight is a big boy matchup, two hundred thirty-one pound catchweight match between Jake the Honeybear Heune, or we should call him Jake Freddie Mercury Heune, versus the man who puts everybody asleep uh, uh, when they're watching his fight, Satoshi Ishii. Uh, he knocked a TKO'd uh, Ishii, first round 1 minute 24 seconds with punches. Not much happened during this. Ishii tried to take down Heune as always, and Heune did a grand B roll out of it, and then uppercutted, uh the Olympic gold medalist. And then the Ishii went down, and then ground and pound Hune wins. First off, what do you think of Hune's entrance as Freddie Mercury uh, come out to another one bites of dust?
1: I love it. I love Queen. That's a beautiful tribute. Freddie Mercury is one of the all-time greats, and uh, any tribute, to any any sort of reference or tribute to to him is fantastic. And it was entertaining, so it was a win on all fronts, but I love that. I love that deeply.
0: And then, uh, yeah, after the match, he uh, he uh, he uh, said uh, said everybody, let's let's get a beer. You know, uh, that is a uh, that is that is a trademark of of Jake He will drink beer if he can get away with it, uh, if as long as he doesn't have to cut weight. Um, now after the, after the post uh fight, the post post uh backstage, uh, Jake said the goal of twenty twenty is to get a belt at light heavyweight. Heavyweight or open weight, and he said of Bellator, "Send your best, but I'm gonna find Japan. I love the rules. I am not made for unified rules." Uh, and he specifically challenged Rampage Jackson, telling him, "Bring your fat ass down to 105." <laughs> two hundred five. The no, one hundred five uh, kilograms. I think he meant. I think that's what he was talking about. If he meant oh, two, I see. If he if he meant two hundred five, yeah, sure. Um, I don't know if you You know, here, here's the thing with Hune, Um. You know, Jake Hune, you know, he has fought in light heavyweight, open weight, and heavyweight. He's on a three fight winning streak. Probably the best he's ever been in his entire career. Career he wants to fight in Japan only. Uh, what do you do with Jake the Honey Bear Hune now? Do you, do you do this rampage fight uh, in Japan? 100% do the rampage fight. 100% open weight, or, or actually, Hune wanted
1: 230 pounds, 230, right?
0: Uh, he wanted two thirty. Um, but uh, also Rampage did say he's going to document his weight loss as well. So, um,
1: yeah, fight two. That's you know what I think. I saw his tweet, and I think he corrected me because I was I was sort of quoting about his you know slapping up the bringing fat ass down quote, and he corrected me. So I think I misread his one hundred
0: and five as being two hundred and five. So he was asking for two thirty. That makes sense. I'm an idiot. No, no, that's no, fine.
1: But listen, he's 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 an <laughs> uh JQ. Rampage can make 230. No weight cut. You just diet. You know, no pecan pie. Yeah. You got to let that go. You got to let the ice cream go and the Pringles and all the other delicious treats I'm sure he's been eating.
0: Yeah. And all the si- sitting down and gaming. Gaming uh, uh, on Twitch and whatever he does. Uh... Yeah,
1: but I don't, want, I don't want Rampage to quit. People are being too harsh on him because he got big. Lots of fighters have got big. Tim Sylvia, after he lost to Fedor, he got big. He still fucked PUDs up, right? Yeah, <laughs> Like, come on. I mean, just because somebody got big, what the hell? Like, a lot of fat asses and out of shape, brittle motherfuckers who don't go to a gym get very harsh on these on these fighters, man. Like They can go get their own fights. Yeah. Well... So, if it's all so easy and everything's so easy, especially when you get, you know, lots of 40-year-olds could go get into an MMA fight. They could book themselves within, like, three weeks. They could have an amateur bout set up.
0: Uh, what, That'll, you know, this, so I was the one to... right? This is also Hune's biggest win to date right now. I mean, the fact that he defeated a Olympic gold, judo gold medalist. Ishii, you know, also trains at Crocop's Cop's uh, thing in uh, Croatia. Um, you know, it, this, you know, if, if you were to look at it on paper, you think that probably Ishii would probably be the winner of this, you know. You know, just take him down for three rounds and lay on top of him. But no, uh, you know, Hune is probably... Is probably the most entertaining fighter in all the Ryzen roster in any weight class at this point. Who, like, he gets it. He gets what he needs to do to get over with the audience, as they say.
1: 100%. And that was a great performance. And Ishii, you know, people, you know, his fight, again, it's not an exciting style, but he's a tough ass dude, trains at a high level, he is capable of winning or giving hard fights to good fighters. And to, but seeing him get knocked out like that, that's great for Hume. I think the Rampage fight is the one to book. They'll give Rampage the opportunity to fight again in Japan, and this time under Pride rules, which might even favor him, because if he lands a big thing, yeah, man, he put the boot in, you know, punt to the face. Yeah. Rampage is feeling those things. He doesn't want to have to think about, if I take you down, can I, you know, or, oh, is one of your limbs touching the ground? I can't knee you in the head. He doesn't want to think about that shit at 43 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let him fight in Rising.
0: That's a beautiful fight. Now Ishii is on a three fight losing streak. Uh, he lost his before the human fight. He lost his two fights and uh, lost two fights in the PFL uh, tournament. Apparently, he also has a fight coming up in a few weeks as well. So that's great. He's fighting at Heat 46. Six. So he's fighting. He's fighting a guy on basically barely a month, uh, a month in between. So you know, great. That's always good. You know, to fight somebody uh, after you get knocked out. Uh, Ishii, do you bring him back for Ryzen? This is you no, know, the last time he fought on Ryzen, he, he beat Heath Herring, and probably one of the worst matches in all of Ryzen history. So, what do you do? You, you know that Ishii, he has one, he wins one way usually. Do you give him another shot at some point? You know, I don't know, maybe fight Vitali Shematov or one of the Shem brothers? No, uh, no,
1: no. He needs, what he needs is, he needs to be part of, to make him exciting, you have to make it weird, right? So, he uh, he needs to be part of like the spectacle aspect, you know. It's, oh, it's okay, you've lost some fights, Ishii. It's all good, man. You got you got your clock clean by Hume. That's okay. We got Bob Sapp for you. You can't, you know. If it's gonna be boring, it's it's gonna be like surreal at the same time. Something you almost can't look away. Like, is that actually happening? Look how big that guy is. He's almost he almost wants to lie down. But you you know that's what I think. Ishii versus Bob Sap or Hong Man Choi, or someone absolutely enormous, Baruto, someone on that scale. Ishii <laughs> needs to fight an absolute giant, or a really, 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 really fast little guy.
0: Hey, get that, get that Open Weight uh, Grand Prix. You know, maybe that's when you do it. Uh, open uh, Men's Open Weight Grand Prix. That's something that J.Q.'s wanted. Uh, but uh, congratulations to a uh, friend of the show, JQ, now 15-9 and nine on a great fight. And if you want to talk about, you know, what may have been fight night for some people, next match, weight number one contenders match, uh, Hiromasa Ogikubo defeated Shintaro Ishiwatari uh, by split decision, Uh, case of Shuto versus Pancras. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Ogikubo, former Ultimate Fighter finalist, and then coming back to Ryzen, former uh, also uh, 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 Shuto uh, Bantamweight champion, Ishutari vacated the the pancreas bantamweight championship. So uh yeah, the, what do you think of this incredible fight uh I about to call you Christian about uh, about this incredible fight, Teep?
1: Oh my god, this this is one of this was one of the best phantom weight fights I've seen. Like it was up there in that in the league with other because, the amount of heart, and drive that both men showed—they both, went through hell in that fight, and where, most of the time you see people back off, you see them break, or you see them sort of mutually consent to not bang.
0: Oh, that's the worst.
1: They just fucking went for it. It was, it was like, for a boxing analogy, it was like Joe Calzaghi fighting Joe Calzaghi, where you get hit hard and you just come back with fury. Except Joe didn't, wasn't able to fight his mirror image. But these guys, this is how this is the kind of fight you can be proud of. That's like a main event. That's it's, how the kind of fight you want to have.
0: It's also nice the, the thing that sucks but, also is on the Fuji, Fuji TV broadcast, they only broadcast the third round. Uh, this fight did not make the. Uh, that, was a
1: gr- that was a great round, but it, they should have uh, played the whole fight. They, there was no bad part to that
0: fight. Oh, absolutely not. But, and, um, it, you know, we saw, you know, here, uh, Ogikubo, you know, second split decision uh, win in Ryzen. His first was against Yuki Matoya. Now goes on to fight the winner of uh, a Cape versus Kazukiro, which is Minal Cape, obviously. Um, we already talked about Ishiwatari, you know, put him up against Yuki Matoya at some point. Actually, quite curious to know, did you have when 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 this fight ended? Did you have Ogikubo winning over Ishiwatari? Because I know it was a very close okay. fight.
1: I felt that Ogikubo should. I leaned slightly toward him. I felt like he had more... Like, by the judging criteria, where it's the whole fight, and then who comes closest to finishing the fight and how many times, and who does the most damage, I was leaning toward him. But it was close enough that I was like... It wouldn't have been a robbery going either way. It really was that close. Some split decisions, you're just like, one of those judges was high. yes. The other guy clearly won. And, and you know, what the fuck was that guy thinking? This was actually... Extremely competitive, close fight, but like completely impartially. Okubo, the right man won, and
0: what a class! And I definitely, I think it's a, definitely the better fight to make. I'm that's a really that's one of those like wow, you know, Manel K versus Okubo. You really, that's like, okay. I don't see how that that I can see that going either way because Okubo just comes, he doesn't give up. He's even said, you know, the only way that I'm gonna lose in a ring now is if I if I get killed in the ring, and that's basically you know what he does. Uh, the only thing he is he fought that,
1: that way. Yeah. He fought that way, and Ishwitari is so high level. He wasn't. He ha, He was able to summon. You know, his like the real metal that, that carries people through. So, it, I mean, I can't say enough. I won't just babble on about the fight. But this is a
0: this man, is a fight where you know, remember at the end of the where they should raise both fighters' hands. You know, it's one of those. This is
1: the kind of fight where you just like both guys, and you realize that even though in a sporting context, one guy gained rank and the other guy lost rank. But in a, in a, like, martial arts sense, you can just be proud of both of them for having been involved in that. Just like, I can never do that. Oh, absolutely. Most, the only- most martial artists on the planet could never do that. That was just a perfect, uh, you know, happening. I just, I'm going to fight. The
0: only only thing that Obi Kubo has to do, you know, I, I see, no you know, Kubo likes to fight you like he's in a phone booth. The problem is, you know, you can't do it against mid Cape. And also, some other fighters, as well, he's going to have to learn the kind kind maybe... Just dial it back a bit, cause also a split decision win. That means that two judges saw it in his favor versus one judge. You know anything could happen. One little thing can sway one judge, and you can lose a split decision. And especially if this is the second time it's happened. So hopefully, you know when he fights Manel Cape, it will. You know he can definitively you know win or finish him. Just because split this. De- you know game split decision win. You know doesn't always work out in your favor. Um, you got always. That's the one thing. You know. Don't 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 you know if you're gonna go all out, just make sure your opponent doesn't give a fuck anything back at all. Um, but yes, and Yeah, if,
1: and if, I would say I would say also, Cape Wrestling Shoes, the best box, the,
0: the best boxing MMA fighter that wears shoes. Oh yeah, well, def- by far.
1: metal Cape, living legend, new champion, rising champion, took the Grand Prix lineage that Haraguchi proved. You know, I mean his, you know, he, he didn't just. Wasn't just like, like, here's a belt, you know, like he won a Grand Prix and then took the Bell Tour lineage and then Kai smashed him and Cape just smashed him. This is the man who beat the man. Yeah. We'll the, t- you know, like that lineage comes from pound for pound best in the sport lineage. Incredible.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about that fight.
1: Smash we'll Kobo.
0: We'll talk about that fight later. We're going to move on to the yeah. a light heavyweight match uh, between uh, a, cam- a, a fighter out of Cameroon who fights out of Italy, uh, Simon Biong, uh, now 7-1, defeated the dancing Russian Vitaly Shemitov. Uh, round 2, 58 seconds by by TKO, opened him up in the same, I think the same part of the forehead where JQ opened up Shemitov. Uh, but Shemitov's biggest offense was almost getting an armbar in the first round. And uh, Biong did say that it, he said that he uh, that he said he felt the all bar for a second but that Vitaly didn't have the right position he's only been training for MMA in two for two years Simon young and prior to that he was a basketball player he's six foot six by the way so that's why he's a basketball player and he said he would welcome a fight with any opponent and welcome a title shot if Ryzen will uh, will get granted that uh, I think it was a great win for si young uh, what do you think of this uh, this fight team
1: that was a great performance I was cheering Shamitav that was all hard around, you know, so you know, was I but I now I do and he looked really good and really fucking dang- yeah, and he is big as hell and he looked really dangerous I guess now he's 7 and 1 yep. I mean if you know I don't know if they would do him versus Jerry I mean it would be compelling because Jerry's a big like you know we'll get him we're gonna get to him next but like yes. he's a big guy himself which helps him a lot it's one of the, his best attributes. Is he's like Gumby. He's got arms for ages, and the way he stoops, he gets even more range.
0: But um, but you know we we'll yeah, also have I'm to talk about right. Jiri's. Ready
1: for
0: that. The, we'll have to talk about Jiri's future as well. That's also important to discuss as well. Uh, Jake apparently before this fight was signed. Apparently it was supposed to be Jake Kuhn versus Simon Beyond. Uh the thing is that I don't know if I want to put Simon Beyond up against somebody like Jake Cune at this point because they're both. You know Simon Beyond's on a winning streak. Jake on a winning streak. I, I feel like they should fight at some point. I don't know. I feel like that's almost, it's kind of punishing both of them in a way because someone has to lose that fight and lose the momentum. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, there are times to have them collide and there are times not to do it. You know, there, like there are times when the pyramid is structured such that you have a top contender and you can make something happen there and then you can, and maybe you have three or four guys on streets and then you can boil it down. But it's good to always have a couple guys on a streak. You want it to be, you know, and then the most worthy guy gets it. But like, yeah, so I can see what you're saying. What do you think about them? Maybe, I mean, June has a loss to Prascia, but he's like four and one since.
0: Yeah, you know, I. Th- but also, Just he, he, cheer again. He, he, you know? I think the, also the thing is that as as well, he has said that he kind of likes fighting at two thirty because he, he he It's his it's his, He says he's, he's two thirty. When he's in, when he walks in the cage, anyway, just now he doesn't have to cut any weight, um, and just right. watches his diet a little bit better. So, you know, he said that he said he would definitely fight Jiri again, uh, but you know, if, if a heavyweight thing or open weight thing happened, he would jump on that. So I could kind of, I kind of, uh, you know, I don't think that Hune's light heavyweight days are behind him, but I think they're gonna be a lot less. I feel like.
1: Um, yeah, plus that Rampage fight's very compelling. Yeah, And they can just show that, they can show, for Western fans, they can show that highlight of of him jacking up Ishii on loop as though it were Mayweather beating up Tension. Yeah. Uh, Because it's just, wow, because that's not usually how the guy's fights go.
0: Yeah, you know, Simon Beyond, you know, I'm trying to think of, like, any unsigned light heavyweight prospects. I can't, I mean, I I guess if you want to, like, get somebody from Bellator, um, you know, uh, you know, I mean, he's a former Rise of Fire. Him versus Carl Albrechtson, I think, would be an interesting fight. I was
1: about to say that. King Carl coming off the loss to Davis, maybe they could lend him over there. Or, lend him back. you
0: know, one of the guys who I thought was going to be a, the, the future of light heavyweight, uh, Liam McGeary. Ooh,
1: that's a good fight. By, Ooh, that's a great fight. McGeary's 6'4", himself, I think.
0: Yeah, six, I, I think he's 6'5", or 6'6". Six six. He might be the same height, I think.
1: Hey, you should tweet that out later.
0: I'm going to be doing a lot of tweeting, apparently. Uh, for, for
1: we both should we should be tweeting out all these matchups.
0: Yeah. Uh, now uh, here's the here's the unfortunate question we have to ask. Vitaly Shematov, the dancing Russian. Now 0-2 in Ryzen. He's been finished both times by TKO. Been cut open very bad. He looked better in this fight than he did in the Hume fight What do you do? Is is he? Do you think? Do you do? Do you say he's done with Ryzen? Go win some in some win something in another organization. Or pair him up against somebody else, you know, and hopefully he finds uh, Akiko, you know, and gets a win as well. What do you do with uh, Vitali Shamitov Teep?
1: If I'm rising, you mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think they probably want him to get a couple wins somewhere. Or it's freak show time, and you have him fight someone with very little experience who has maybe 100, 120 pounds on him.
0: What about record-wise, you know, like, what are you talking about, like 4 and 3, 3 and 4, 5 and 4 type record as well?
1: You mean as far as like if he does a freak show fight?
0: Well, yeah, cuz well, cuz you know, right now um, there's the uh, remember there is the uh, uh the Rise I'm forgetting which show it was from earlier this year like summer. Uh Shoma, Sh- Shoma Shibisai fought that Korean fighter, that really heavy Korean fighter who is I think he was I think he's now 0 and 4. Um
1: someone if, like him
0: yeah do you do if, you, if, do you, do you put very enter- the
1: thing is the brothers are very entertaining and that does count for something as far as their involvement but maybe they need to raise the stakes the freak show stakes like okay you can get a fight but it's open weight fight and you're fighting like this guy who's not won a fight but he's going to be like three times your size uh, not, re- not literally but you know or figuratively just be
0: may as well be three times your size because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh we uh, when we uh, I guess we'll talk a little bit about right right now uh uh Jiri light heavyweight champion uh defeat CB Dolway I mean would you would you uh you want to put Dolloway against Shemitov. I think that Dolloway would absolutely murder Shemitov. I I think that'd be like an like a, a a way out way above his league even you know TV Dolloway who's you know not the best MMA fighter but I think probably better than Shemitov.
1: You know what? You could do Dolloway beyond, if they have Dolloway now the contract. Well, that would be a good
0: fight. I don't know. I feel like this may have been like a one-off fight. Nothing indicate because uh. So I'll, I'll just I'll read it again. So Podczaska defeated Dolloway CBD as I realized during this fight, <laughs> um, for our first round one minute fifteen seconds with a left hook, Dolloway just totally went down. Like was down before he even went down to the ground. And someone I saw someone on a on social media even joke. Looked like uh, Jerry uh, fixed uh, Dolloway's back problems. Um,
1: oh shit! Uh,
0: but uh, yep. well, the, and
1: he went down like he was shot.
0: Um, well, but after the fight, um, Dolloway seemed to indicate that uh, he was not uh, signed to another fight because he said, "I hope to come back and rise in." Ryzen. So it seemed to be a one fight deal, um, at least from what he from the way he described it. Uh, but uh, Jerry continues. Uh, his winning streak, 26-3, and three on a 10-fight win streak, still champ, light heavyweight champion of Ryzen. Uh, question is, though, it has come out in a recent interview with G-Reed, uh from a Czech Republic uh, newspaper that he is in talks with UFC and Bellator. This was the last fight on his on his contract with Ryzen, and one of the things he's been most adamant about is he is ha- facing high-level competition at light heavyweight. And so far this year, he fought... Uh, he fought Dalloway, and he fought Fabio Maldonado. Um, beat both of them in the first round. Uh, also, I forgot also, King Bowie fought, uh, defeated in the third round as well to, to get the light heavyweight championship um, for Ryzen. So, Jerry's future is now up in limbo. He wants higher competition, he, and he, it looks like he can, he'll, if, if he does, you know, let's say for argument's sake that he does stick with Ryzen. Who would you, or you know, he says, okay, with your next, I will sign if you if if you if you give me a high level opponent. Who would you put him him and rise and rise in the face, uh, to keep him as as your champion, and on the roster, uh, team.
1: I feel like, well, I feel like, uh, okay, so the way I see it is, right now, Jerry is choosing between going to the UFC or going to Bellator with the opportunity to still fight in Ryzen. He wouldn't necessarily, like, if he wasn't under an active contract with Ryzen, but with their talent sharing agreement, I could see him signing with Bellator without having to vacate the Ryzen belt, but they'd have some sort of, like, gentleman's agreement as far as, like, how often he would be fighting there Mm -hmm. for them. They would pay his salary per, from what Coker said, they basically, the other company pays the salary that they would have made for their next fight for the other org, but it doesn't count against the contract with the other org. Okay. It's just like a one fight contract extension, just sandwiched in there. That's so he would still
0: he'll still be a rising fire, still be champion, but he basically would just be kind of loaned out, is what you're saying.
1: So he would go to Bellator, and he might be he might be signed to a long term Bellator contract, like just like Calwell was signed to Bellator. But if he had won the Rising belt, he would be
0: the right. Oh, okay, gotcha. I okay. gotcha. Okay. So if if you came to Bellator. Who would you put? Would you do an immediate match versus him versus Bader, uh, for the um Bellator champion, light heavyweight championship?
1: Well, if I if I ran Bellator, it would be a one night tournament between with Bader and Jerry, uh, Bader Jerry Davis and um Nemkov, but the first fight would be Bader Nemkov. But anyway, but that's just me. I love the one night tournaments. No, I think that uh, Nemkov should get the title shot. He has the highest level win between the two of them, over Davis.
0: In fairness, though, uh, Nemkov was defeated by McGarry, so he was. Uh, but that
1: was. But since then, I know. Yes,
0: yeah. he's a much different beat, fighter. Uh,
1: McGarry, he beat the hell out of McGarry. That's the greatest thing I've seen live still to this day. But he beat the hell out of McGarry. He uh, he beat Davis, Davis style, but like he beat him. And then, who's which is the highest level win either guy has had? Because when Jerry beat Nemkov, Nemkov wasn't at that Davis Phil Davis level yet. Now he, he became that level, and then he just spanked who was it Carvel?
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I mean he's the he's the guy. He's the, he deserves the shot. So I think, but if they have to do that to get Jerry in, like, hey man, you can have a title shot. Keep your rising title. You might be champ. Champ. Might here's be what I, of your career.
0: if I was rising. Here's what I would do. I would contact Bellator and ask, hey, can Phil Davis come over and fight against Jerry for the rise lightweight heavyweight, light heavyweight championship? What do you think about that?
1: Oh, yeah, that's great. No, cool. oh, that's great. That's another option to do is you have Davis challenge Jerry, and then Bader fights the rightful number one contender. I don't want to see Nemkov get screwed. It's not just because he's Fedor's team, he's Fedor's protege at light heavyweight, but because he earned it when he beat Davis, because Davis was chewing people up, and then Nemkov was like the only guy not named Ryan Bader to beat Davis lately. Yeah. Other than that he beats everyone but Bader and Nemkov. Two to Bader and then you know so it's like come on man or maybe Lone Machida.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Um uh what we, about what about, about
1: brother what about Jerry Machida? I was going to to come s- off a close fight with Masasi. Uh
0: what about when, uh what about, well, I was about to say Musashi, Um, you know, it'll be another, uh, one more opportunity to get a lightweight, uh, light heavyweight, t- I keep on saying lightweight, light heavyweight title. Um, oh,
1: shit. Yeah, because if you send Musasi to fight Jerry, that's a phenomenal fight, and that's a, someone who's known there for being epic. Now, and he, then it also means that Tokov can get his rightful title shot against Lovato.
0: Here's the thing as well, you know, but, it, you know, I guess if you want to say there would be one positive about him leaving Ryzen you know, obviously you have to vacate the title. You could get a whole a whole new pool of light heavyweight fighters, you know, that are with Bellator and that are not signed with Bellator to come in and fight for that title. You know, that maybe, you know, you can't you you know, you only could do you maybe you can't do now, you know. Uh so, you know, I guess that's one positive if Jerry is to win. But listen, Jerry might be the top you know, if you wanna say the the like top light heavyweight that's not signed the UFC, you know, uh, and even if he fought went the UFC, I think he could defeat like, probably t- at least maybe six, seven, eight out of the top 10 at this point. He is that good. He is that good of a fighter. Yeah,
1: it would be... It, if, if you it move would it disappointing. age, he's going to become more of a Styles makes fights. Oh, and yeah.
0: And he, he'll be relegated to every, like, you know, fight night, ESPN Plus, Czech Republic show. He wouldn't, like, be on yeah, any of the number be, cards. He
1: won't begin... I think his best move... Is to go to. I mean, obviously, I follow Bellator, so I wanted to go there, just like I wanted them to get King Carl, Nemkov, and everybody.
0: But also, you got to see what happened when when a lot when these when the Japanese fighters did fight in Bellator. We saw, you know, Keitaro get schooled by Lawrence Larkin Kichi Kunimoto uh, lost two of his fights already in in um in uh, Bellator. I think he he, he lost two. I think right. He lost against.
1: Yeah, wasn't it Jason Ed Ruth and Jason yes, Jackson?
0: Yes. Yes. Yes, I'll have to say Jason Jordan. We had a
1: close fight with each other, which is funny. They have the little triangle thing so, around there. So, you know, the
0: right now, the, the Japanese going over to... And then it's just also kind of just been a thing in general. Uh, not necessarily Japanese, but, you know, um, a lot. A lot seems like a lot of the fighters who have transitioned to Bellator or, you know, haven't haven't been too successful, you know, from Ryzen. Just, I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, CBD, would you invite him back for a Ryzen show, or was this kind of like... Eh, you know, I'll get this, I'll say this though, before, uh, sorry T- I'll just say this, CBDD did come in with a great plan, you know, to try to take out the leg of Jiri, make him slower on the feet, and he said that was his plan, was to, uh, uh, to, uh, to kick out the leg, uh, and you know, uh, hit his, his calf, and then uh, go for takedowns. Um, and he wanted to use his wrestling more, uh, but yeah, you know, he had a good game plan. Obviously, didn't go to fruition. Do you think he's rising worthy? Uh,
1: It, de- it depends. It, I guess it depends on how much they're gonna focus on light heavyweight. If they want to beef it up, like if especially
0: they may have to saying, almost. If if Fury wins, they may almost they may, may almost have to sign him. You know.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not a necessarily a bad signing, and you you know you may be bringing back. You know, and put him up against someone that you want to also beat him. Yeah. To build them, who's someone on a streak who's probably going to beat? Maybe he won't be the favorite in the fight, but he'll be someone in there who can be competitive. He was hurting Jerry's legs. He landed what, like four low kicks? They yeah. That last oh, it was, was a
0: hard. great plan. It was it was honestly a great plan. You know, probably
1: he wasn't getting out of there. Jerry's too long. You can't just be there. And so, as soon as he was there, uppercut left hook. Like a, like a couple rifle shots. And, you know, but he had a good plan, but then you you have to back that up by circling s- out in a way. He needed to be moving in crescents and shit to, to sort of confuse Jerry not to be able to plan his feet and throw those hands. He's so, best hands of a light heavyweight, I think you could say.
0: Oh, absolutely, absolutely.
1: Frozen in combination, long arms, lots of power. He's a rock and roll type of fighter, too. He's not, like, flinchy. You know, he, he can throw some real hands and... Um, Top three light heavyweight in the world: uh, Jones, Mega Chris. Jones, Ryan Bader, and um,
0: Jerry. And Jerry. Yeah. And
1: then I would say Davis, because partly on the strength of his streak and the, the volume of work, Davis, you know, is is another. Um, I mean Nemkov, not Davis. Nemkov having beat Davis is in that mix too. But I put Jerry a little bit higher. Longer streak. Direct win over him earlier in his career, but he's done a lot of
0: fights since. I'm going to read uh, Christian's comments, and actually, he's, uh, it's a little bit of a delay, so he has some po- uh, previous fights comments. On Miu versus Amp, he said Miu simply dominated Amp, but it's like Miu doesn't know how to finish opponents. The fact that she had six wins all via decision is alarming. She definitely needs to train hard to finish folks off. Uh, Taegu, uh, Taiga versus Taiju. Taiga got smoked, plain and simple. Mix versus Matoya. Mix is a name to look out for. I think Bellator ought to keep him around and build him towards a potential child shot, which is exactly what we said. Um, Hewan versus Ishii. I knew Huyen was going to fuck Satoshi up. Huyen says he loves fighting under Ryzen rules, wants to continue fighting in or in, uh, in, uh, in Ryzen, wants Bellator's base to, best to face him, and wants to win the Ryzen Heavyweight Championship. I say let him stay, damn it. Uh, Ogikubo versus Ishii Atari. Ogikubo definitely has what it takes to be a Ryzen Bantamweight contender, plus fighting his life. That is what uh, uh, Okikuba said. So I wouldn't mind seeing him be the underdog in a fight versus Menel Cape. And for Jiri versus uh, CBD, two-piece special of a biscuit. Nothing like it. But in all seriousness, CB got rocked. He seems to want to fight Ryzen again despite the loss. As for Jiri, Ryzen and or Bellator need to clamp down and keep him so that Ryan Bader can fight him. If the UFC gets Jiri, Ryzen will probably either ha- have to either scrape the division or let Bellator supply them. And that's just actually a good point. Is that they're just so, you know light heavyweight division outside UFC and, you know, Bellator, there's really no, main, you know, it's going to be hard to find, because you can't really find any Japanese light heavyweights because there's really no Japanese light heavyweights unless his middleweight's going up, like Yushin Okami um, going up, and he's with one now, so that's not happening. So it's just, it's gonna it's a division that you really need, you know, Ryzen needs to really, like, clamp down, figure out, like, who's going to represent the division. So, yeah, hopefully they do clamp down on Jiri. Um, here's who I have currently for the light heavyweight rankings. I'm curious to get your uh, thoughts on this, uh, Teep. Jiri, uh, as of now, he's still with Ryzen in my eyes until we hear otherwise, so he's obviously number one because he's champion. Number two, JQ. Number three, Simon Beyond. Uh, number four is an interesting one, but he has one win in Ryzen, but he lost his middleweight debut recently, if you can believe that. Ivan Shurikov. Um also suffered his first loss in MMA as well, and then number five at zero and two Vitali Shematov. What do you think about those light heavyweight rankings?
1: Yeah, it's not. I mean, there's not much there.
0: You know, I know. Calm. Yeah, just look at that pool. I had to pick a guy who who's not even probably fighting at light heavyweight anymore, who's who lost all of his weight to go down the middleweight and got his ass kicked at that at that division, and a guy who's zero and two as well. So yeah, it's very. It's a. There's really only three people, Jiri, Hyun, and beyond. There's really nobody else in the light heavyweight division.
1: Yeah, this is definitely a talent share division. I have a feeling that if, if he stays like in Bellator, I don't know. They t- it's almost like they should like, he should sign with Bellator, but with the Ryzen sort of cooperation in his contract. Like fight, fight Davis in Ryzen for the Ryzen belt. while Vader fights Nemkov. Yeah. And then you, on some stuff because I feel
0: like well, that's when Spidey you could do a Bader versus a uh, Jiri fight. Uh, that's when you could work it up because Bader, if Bader wins, you know, assuming that he doesn't want that there's no heavyweight fights, you know, in line and Jiri wins, then you have you have a match made right there. Two champions on a big Bellator show or a big Ryzen show. Preferably, i prefer the Ryzen show. That's just me, though. But uh, yeah, I think that's how you build up a, a champion versus champion match. I think that's. Then
1: what we- yeah, maybe they'll use that to, to draw him, but uh, it seems a shame because Nemkov got that win, and just because of the heavyweight thing, he had to wait. To uh, be honest, so
0: I don't like, think that Nemkov is going to get the title shot. I really don't think he's going to. I think he's one of those guys he who... He should, though. He should, but listen, there's a lot of shoulds in MMA, probably a lot more than than we should say, but listen, the and it's no more about rankings or who winning streaks or anything at this point. It's kind of just like any, it's almost like who will make the most money, draw the highest audience, which is understandable, uh, especially, but in a post Conor McGregor world, and, you know, and, in, in, in an era, you know, where, you know, rankings don't, where subscriptions now matter more. I think, I don't think them is getting that title shot in my personal eyes. He should, but I don't think he's going to get that. At least, I don't think. And, and I don't I,
1: understand. I don't necessarily rank him above Jerry. It's just that he had to wait over some politics stuff, so he's kind of been the guy there.
0: And also, here's the thing as well, you know, being from...
1: Unification fight is big. It's
0: if not a trade you know, Bellator, you know, here's, uh, well, I think Scott Coker said something that, like, they, they're having issues with, like, ru- visas from Russia, Here's the thing: Do you want to do the risk? You know, paying for a visa, getting a fighter over here, and then some reason, you know, some fuck up happens and they can't, they have to cancel the visa or something. I don't know. At this point, it may not good be. Point. Th- that's that's the one thing because I think I I heard I think I, I think I I think I did hear Scott Coker mention that. That's why you know but maybe it's with Minikov, I think it Minikov, was Minikov. That was it. Minikov. Yeah, yeah, they could not book Minikov for the young. Yeah, um, that's
1: a good point. It seems like a shame. Well, if nothing else, they should. uh. Give Nemkov a big fight, like a big-name fight, uh, even if it's on, like, one of the Euro shows, but, like, bring over someone with a big name because he deserves something good, man. Pete yeah. Davis. No one was beating Davis except Vader until he got there, and he's beating everyone else. And, he, you know, we've seen, like, Facel move up and beat Karatanov. Davis kicked Facel yeah. in the face. Smoked him. Okay. You know, so it's like you're seeing, like, the capabilities... And, you know, Davis at heavyweight is interesting, too. Like, if he decides to stay up, if he, if, you know, because he's willing to, he's definitely big. Maybe he'd be even better without that weight cut.
0: Yeah, potentially, yeah. Um, on to the next fight, we had Reyna getting a win back from Lindsay Van Sant. Third round, 4 minutes, 42 seconds. Uh, after uh, getting top position on Lindsay Van Sant and doing some ground and pound, uh, her t- uh, Lindsay Van Sant uh, threw in... Not necessarily, they threw in the baton. They threw in, in the baton to uh, to save their fighter. Um, in the first fight, Lindsay Van Sand tapped out Reyna by rear naked choke in the second round, I believe it was, at Bellator, New York City. I think it's Bellator 222. I keep on saying Bellator, New York City. Uh, but I think that was 222. Um, sorry, first round. Sorry, the first round. And uh, so, uh, I don't know. Uh, is a third? What do you think of this match, uh, Teep? And is a third match, you know, I don't know, mixed rules on a moat. I have no idea. Uh, is a third match warranted under any circumstance between these two?
1: I don't. Uh, no, I don't know. It depends on who there is for each of them to fight. What was the fight you recommended for Van Zandt? You you made a brilliant on the spot. Uh,
0: uh Ant the rocket.
1: Exactly, that will be a great fight. Two people coming off a loss, but both compelling people and, and who can fight. That's a great fight for her. I feel like. What was the original point? I'm
0: driving. Right oh, now. so that's fine. No, um, this distracted. this fight. What do you think about it? And do you is it, uh, do you? Well, I, it was about uh, if oh, a third right, fight. The third fight. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that was a that was a great fight. I expected Raina to win in the ring. Just because of the somewhat advantages for fluid strikers, changes the dynamic a little bit, changes some of the wrestling positions. Like if you if you're in unified and you're in north south, you're in the wrong side of north south. You know, you protect against a choke, you're pretty safe. If you're if you're a wrestler and you're in north south and rising rules, you're in one of the most dangerous positions you could possibly be in, because knees to the top of the head, you know, like. It doesn't take that many, so it you you it changes enough things as far as like someone who might wrestle a, a better striker than them mm-hmm. that I thought Reina would win. She did win, not necessarily the way I thought, but I did think also, overall. The you gotta exercise. point out also,
0: Reina. This was at a catch know. weight of 111 pounds, and Reina looked so much bigger than uh, Lindsay Van Sant. She looked like a giant compared to her.
1: Yeah, she did look a lot bigger. Um, what was the first fight at?
0: Uh, same. It was the same weight, uh, but in a cage in New York City.
1: So she just looked bigger.
0: They weighed in the same. Yeah, they weighed in the same. Yeah, I'm. I'm Lindsay Van Stane. I talked to her before. She says she walks around at like one at, at like one fifteen. Uh, Raina probably walks around at maybe one twenty five, maybe one thirty. I'm guessing. Oh, I see. Even though she's yeah, like, she
1: looked big. First fight, but it was harder to tell because she was getting schooled. Yeah, unfortunately, I like I love Reina, and you know I love seeing her strike and the liver, you know liver punches and things like that, teak kicks, all that, just lovely stuff to watch as someone who just recreationally trains kickboxing. Yeah, but yeah, so I, I Reina, keep her in the ring, keep her fighting in the ring under rules that that allow her to have more tools, mm. especially counter grappling tools. Where you can punish a grappler who's just trying to hang on. Uh, so the, no, I'm not saying that's how Lindsay fights, but yeah. some, but when you're stuck, when you've when you've been stuffed on the rising rules, you better get out of there. You can't just be there because you, your head just can't be there because no one has to check and see if your fucking knee is down.
0: So we're gonna to talk. See if they can just fuck you up. Well, Sorry. Uh, Sorry. Well, uh, <laughs> do you think she's deserving of a title match after this match? She's on a two fight winning streak right now, Reina. Now, mind you, the first opponent that she actually no, three fight winning streak. The the, the uh well in Ryzen she at Ryzen fifteen she defeated Samantha John Francois by decision, and then Ryzen nineteen she fought an 0 Three fighter uh in uh Ryzen. Sorry, 0 two at the time, now 0 three. Actually, excuse me, I stand corrected, now 0 Five. Um so that's part of streak. Yeah, and then uh you obviously have to win the win back from Van Zandt. Would you say that Reyna could be the next in line for a title shot against uh, uh Yeah,
1: that might be one they would book. Not because the streak is so strong, but it's also does anyone else have a streak?
0: That's the thing. I mean, here's the, the rankings I have.
1: Not as famous as her. I mean, I think it would be a case of where they say, you know, we're gonna book this. And I, personally, stylistically, I love that fight. So
0: oh, it's definitely an interesting find fight.
1: Me find me the fuck up.
0: Uh, I think it's definitely a very interesting fight unless they do a Ham Hamazaki rematch, which I could potentially see as well, just because it was a close fight, which we'll talk about after the next fight, uh, which was Mikuru Azakura, the outsider, taking on John Makapa. I'm not going to say his full name. We're just going to call him John Makapa. Three rounds, unanimous decision. Uh, Mikuru is now 12-1. and 1. Uh, This is a featherweight match. The first time that I think that... Uh, I don't know if it's the first time that Mikru's fought by a strictly featherweight, but definitely the toughest opponents he's fought at featherweight in Ryzen. Hey, I gotta say, I thought that John McCallum was gonna be walked over. He he came, he he. Came. he you know, I, I called him the Brazilian zombie after this match because he took a ton of shots and didn't seem to even flinch and seemed to give a lot of hard shots to Mikru who seemed to like get get taken back by how how hard how, how how hard he punched. But what do you think of this fight, uh, T?
1: That's a very was good fight. By, I was impressed by both guys. I picked.
0: Sorry, Teep, could you go again? Oh, we may have lost Teep. Um, but uh, yeah, basically, um, uh, Mikuru, he looked, uh, he looked incredible during this match. Um, Kappa didn't look that bad either. He just got, he just got, he basically got outstruck by by Mikuru for three rounds straight. Um. It was, and I would absolutely have Macapa come back for a, uh, oh, Teep, are you back? Are you back, Teep? Teep, can you hear me? Hold on a second. Andrew, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Uh, he's a little bit well, soft now. A little bit soft. Okay, can you still hear me? Can you hear me better
1: now?
0: I, oh, that's much better. Yeah, I was just talking about uh, Makapa, you know. Uh, may have been uh, that he was... I think he's been Mikuru's toughest uh, opponent in Ryzen right now. Um, it's very hard to say what to do with 145, just because there virtually is nobody besides Mikuru at 145 uh, in Ryzen right now. Um... Yeah, I really have nothing to say. It's 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 kind of a dead division, um, uh, and here Mikuru as well said that twenty twenty he's gonna be fighting a lot less because he wants to focus on his YouTube career, so. You know it's you ready you ready just you you might potentially lose your your one forty five division, by twenty twenty if Mikuru is gonna fight only one or two times a year maybe even less who knows, um, Akapa, uh, he's a Bellator guy. Um, he kind of is like the gatekeeper in Bellator. I don't know what to do with him next. Um, it's very tough. It's, it's very tough to decide what you want to do with him. I uh, just want to say that, uh, that, uh, Christian, uh, regarding Reyna versus, uh, Van Zandt said, Reyna was just unstoppable in that bout. But I wouldn't be surprised if a trilogy fight happens between these two, if neither of them have anything going for them. Um, yeah, it was a good fight. Um and, and it show definitely that Mikuru, uh, I don't know if he even wants to brawl anymore, um, if he's the one who's not brawling, I should say. Um, next fight was Seo Hee Ham from from South Korea, A.K. Hamdole defeating her longtime rival, Ayaka Hamazaki. Three minutes of three rounds, fifteen minutes, split decision win, to get the Ryzen Ryzen Super Atomweight title. Uh Hamazaki has defeated Ham twice. Once by decision, the other one by do- by Dr. Stoppage. And this was a very close fight. Yeah, three round ra- first round, it was they they basically brawled each other. You can almost give that round a draw. Second round, uh Ham had her had Hamazaki in a triangle for in the entire fight. And then third round, uh it was it was it started even, but then ha- uh Hamazaki took down uh Uh, Ham Ham Derlei, and, uh, punched her from a judo, from from judo position, and then let Ham get up, and then soccer kicked her, but it didn't knock her out, and, yeah, this was a, this was a very close fight, had it been a, I, I, at first I picked Hamazaki when I first watched it live, but on rewatch, I could definitely see how how Ham seemed to have winning, especially with the second round, she had her in that triangle the entire time, and she basically controlled her for, like, one entire round, um, Teep Oh, he's on hold. Never mind. Um, it was uh, It was definitely a fight that. Uh, I don't know what you do next with uh, Hamzali next. Um, do you have? I could see a Hamazaki rematch happen, because this one was just very close. But if you want to do her versus Reina, you could do that. Uh, the great thing about Hamazaki is that you know Hamazaki trains with Reina, so that fight was never going to happen. I definitely feel that Hom versus Reina is a very compelling matchup to make um, at this point. I don't think you want it. Ham versus Miyu. Uh, I'm going to actually read the rankings right now, what I have so far for Adam White. Hom obviously, number one because she's champion. Hamazaki, uh, she just lost the championship. Kana Zakura I have as number three. Uh, Reina at number four. And Miyu at number five. If you did Reina, I think that probably would be the fight that would be the most exciting just because I have no idea how that's gonna how that match could go. Especially because they love to, um, they love to brawl. Um, uh, one of the things that did come out though uh, was that Hom apparently was get having money stolen by her management, CMA management, uh, from her Ryzen and Road SD pur- um, purses. Um, and apparently, this was. This has happened to a bunch of other fighters, but Ham, uh, probably the most uh highest uh most well known fighter who this happened to, um, it was I think I think close to like six figures that was stolen, uh, from her, um. But uh, hopefully this doesn't happen again. This is a this is the thing that's been a problem with sports. Uh, you know, ever, ever since sports have had managers, somebody to manage your money, this has always happened. Um, you know, Tyson it happened with Don King it happens it happens with it happens with everybody
1: yeah it's unfortunate i don't know all the full details it's unfortunate if, you know when they when these athletes are taken advantage of but i don't know the details hey just a heads up
0: i have just about 5 minutes and i'm going to have to jump off and possibly finish this later tonight well okay well, we're, we're we're up to the 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 Kome and the main event so let's just talk about the uh, Komei event kickboxing match Tenshin Asakawa versus rui abada uh Tension, of course. One, three knockdowns. First, uh, first round, two minutes forty six seconds. Rui Ibada was considered the toughest opponent that he's faced, uh, in a in a rising ring. Um, we talked a little bit about it before. I don't know what to do with tension at this point because he's fought almost every high level opponent. But uh, yeah, you know that the car kick that he that he did to basically end the match was awesome. Um, yeah, it was absolutely you know, that's you know. Even though Tension wasn't supposed was in some scandal, you know, with Kata Sakura apparently cheating on her and all that stuff, that didn't affect him at all. You know, in fact, he even looked more violent and pissed off that he was involved in the scandal.
1: Was that a big scandal over there or
0: something? I guess so. Yeah, you know, you know there were, you know there are people on this side of the world who on this side of the earth who were upset that Tension did it. Um, so they were upset by proxy. Um, but um. Yeah, you know, Rui Bada, I guess he'll go back to uh, to New Japan uh, Kickboxing Federation. Um, I have no idea what you do with him. And uh, we got to talk about the main hey, event. Uh, Manel Cape. Well, well, real quick, real
1: quick didn't, Tension say, didn't Tension say they're doing the Rise tournament, and let's both be in it and fight again?
0: Oh, uh, yes, he did say that. He did say that as well. Um, so there you go. Uh, yeah.
1: I don't d- know about Rising, but you could do that. That's Rise. Boom. And, uh,
0: uh, Manel Cape. Defeated uh Zakura, Ka- second round uh by uh by knockout punches uh 38 seconds to to get the vacant bantamweight championship uh and become the first Angolan rising bantamweight champion and uh, he's not known as Prodigio anymore to quote him he is now Mr Motherfucking Champ and after the the fight he said that Kyler was... sorry
1: I said are oh, you serious oh yes
0: yes. I'm... And then, in the, uh, in the post-fight, he said that Kai was scared. He could tell from his body language. Uh, he says he wants to be the most dominant star in Ryzen and Aspires to do movies in Japan. And he's uh, before the fight, he said he would finish. Uh, he would finish Kai in second, and he did that. He said that he said about Ogikubo, who is currently the number one contender. He has Ogikubo has no has no cardio. I don't feel they, me, Ogikubo, Ishwatari can follow me. And the first round maybe, but not in second round. And that after he said that he has learned from all of his losses. Uh, being uh, his only two losses in Ryzen from Horaguchi and Okazaki So Tifa gotta ask, what do you think about Manel Cape being the Ryzen bandway Champion? Uh,
1: and and Lineal Bellator Champion
0: now Exactly, yeah, I think this is the best outcome, you know, I know that Kai is, has a popular YouTube channel Probably Ryzen wanted Kai as well I think that Cape, I think that Cape can, you know, being that he's, you know, he speaks Portuguese, learning English, also learning Japanese you know, I don't know if he could be a Japanese star, but he could certainly be a star. I think he could definitely get an audience outside Japan, in my in my personal eyes.
1: He's a charismatic young badass, and he's improving rapidly. And he's now he's you know, like his boxing. He's been boxing since was a little kid, but uh, his boxing and wrestling shoes, and his other awareness of the other sort of spatial considerations. Just magical, just beautiful stuff. I think he's going to destroy the number one contender, and I can't wait to see it.
0: I can't wait to see that match either. It's, it's a very compelling matchup. Uh, question, though. Um, uh, do you bring him in Bellator at some point? If you're Scott Coker.
1: I could see someone from Bellator coming over, like the champion trying to come over. But I don't think you want him to fight anyone less than a champion of Bellator. I got you. Because he has contenders in Ryzen. They've got their own badasses at that that's like Victor Henry. I mean, should be. You know, it would be a great fight. It would be Patrick Mix and
0: Victor Henry. Oh, that'd Ryzen. be a great match. Risen pools. or even man. Cape versus uh Victor Henry at some point. You know, because he is a deep bantamweight champion of uh, Victor Henry. Uh, yeah. but this was like it was like the best way to top off the night with a great finish. You know, uh, uh, you know, someone who's absolutely charismatic. Uh, and Risen at this weight division. You know, my you know. I, I know there's a lot of Kai fans, um, but I think this was a bet. I think this is a better route overall, because also now you can still do a Kai versus Cape rem- uh, third match at some point, since uh, they're now one on one. So you got that. So you know Kai gets you know faces off, you know against maybe Ishiwatari or you know somebody else. You know get a few more wins and he can fight for the title again, uh, if he so desires. Um, so yeah, you got that there. It was. Perfect event. Oh, literally, if there was no intermissions, this this would be like the perfect MMA event. Uh, before you go, T, because I know you gotta go. I want just want to give your get your fight of the night and two or three performances of the night, finishes of the night. Oh my god. Uh, fight of the, the
1: okay, the the tension fight. Okay, fight of the night would be Ishiwatari Ogakubo. The performance of the night was tension, and uh, my. F- my, like my favorite moment of the night. My favorite moment of the night was that intro package. That hit me so deep in the feels. I was like, "This is the greatest show ever." Hadn't even seen a fight yet.
0: Yeah. Oh no, I think you know. I have to. I have to think that the fight of the night was Ogi Kubo versus Ishitari. But well, two finishes of the night, you know, cartwheel kick knockdown whatever by Tenshin Asakawa I knew that it was gonna be a, a highlight reel finish. Uh, I have to give. I have to give it to him. And then uh, I have to give a, uh, you know, uh, uh Pitbull over Gustavo. 28 seconds, first round, soccer kicks. How can you not love a soccer kick finish? None, this is not to say that none of the other finishes compare in comparison, but God, you know, who doesn't love a soccer a soccer kick? That's, a, that's like you had two perfect finishes for a Ryzen show, basically show this is why Ryzen is, is a promotion that you should pay attention to and that the MMA media should give credence to, uh, in my personal opinion. I think, But I think all the fires did well. Even me, you. Even me, you, who I'm not the biggest fan of. Um,
1: everyone everyone did well. It was magical. I really do have to go now. Yeah.
0: Uh, just tell you quickly, yeah, teep, where can people find you if they want to troll you or uh, find out about Bellator? Teep,
1: teep to the junk on Twitter and teep to the junk with little dashes on either side of it on Reddit. Okay. Troll me.
0: Great. Great, Teep. We appreciate you talking to us. We'll definitely be talking again for a future show, okay?
1: Thanks for
0: having me. Okay, take, take care, Teep. I'm also going to read uh, Christian's uh, thoughts on uh, the on the rest of the fights. Uh, Mikuru versus Makapa. Mikuru was just dominant. I don't know what Ryzen has planned for him, but it should be something interesting. As for John Tishera, Bellator should uh, should stick to having him on the main card of the Zone uh, Paramount Network shows. Uh, for Hamazaki versus Hamdurle, That bout could have gone either way, but with how those two did, I wouldn't mind seeing a fourth, maybe a fifth, uh, fight between the two. Uh, it's a damn shame to hear about C.O. Ham's Hi- money issues, though. Uh, Tension versus Kai, uh, for, versus, uh, Rui Bada. You can, just can't go against Tension when he's up against kickboxers in his own weight class and skill set. However, Ibada's not truly an thought. I hope Rise adds him to their Grand Prix that they're playing. The sky's the limit for Tension, though. Keith versus Azakura. What more can be said? Power is power. It was destined to be Case moment to make. Even though it came at the expense of Kai Zakura, Cape versus Ogikubo should be pretty damn exciting. As for Kai, like Mikuru, I don't know what they plan on doing with him. Maybe a rematch with Horaguchi is in the works when Kyoji comes back, but I hope they add something interesting. I also just want to say as well that the current rankings I have for Bantamweight are as follows. Cape, uh, number one, because he's champion. Ogikubo, number two, because he's uh, number one contender. Uh, Kai uh, at number three, at number four, and Motoya at number five. Kyoji is not in those rankings because he is injured and inactive. Uh, with See that, there. with that, yeah, this was an incredible show. Uh, we will definitely be back for the Ryzen 21 show, which will be at Hamamatsu, Japan. Uh, you know, I'm hoping that there's gonna be great things for Ryzen. We're gonna also when uh Christian gets better, we're gonna be doing our Ryzen Best of 2019, Ryzen Resolutions. Um, and uh yeah, thank you so much for listening to the show. If you wanna reach uh me on my personal account, uh it's at A one Follow the official uh, uh We Are Rising podcast account. It's at We Are Rising Pod. Uh on both of those are on Twitter. If you want to follow uh Gary or Jake uh Christian on uh Twitter, you can at ChrisGary92. And also, he operates the Focus Fights uh, MMA web uh, operation, which you can follow at Focus Fights. We also have a YouTube channel, which is We Are Rising Podcast. And you can listen to us on Stitcher and on SoundCloud. And uh, we're going to be doing a lot of great things for 2020, I hope. As well, check out my articles for MMA Sucker.com, uh, both Rising and non Rising related. And if you want to rewatch this incredible show rise in 20 please go to fight.tv. TV shows only 20 dollars uh, use your fight credits uh, you know fight your 20 dollars for a show like this was incredible I think it's an incredible bargain absolutely you should watch it support the company because they put on they, they, they decided to put on a great show and the fires as well uh, I can't I can't wait for rising in 2020 and with that uh everybody, Keep your hands up at all times, stay safe, and we look forward to uh, to you to you tuning into the next show. Take care, everybody. Bye bye.